0: Mr. Pop Dark <laughs> And the little birds
1: are nasty And I listen to them through There's two lonesome people in the whole wide world the end of the
2: Hello everybody, and welcome to Miskatonic University Radio, podcast exploring fantasy play games as Arkham Horror the Card Game. I'm Dane. I'm Dan. And I'm Ben. And today, we're going to be finishing our look at the player cards in the upcoming Investigator Striking Packs. I guess I say upcoming, now they're out. They're yeah, here. They're in our say. hands. They've already, they've already come <laughs> and, up. Uh, and we've been best. playing with them, and man, are they fun. But so, for those who might not have seen the last couple episodes, uh, we officially started our look at these cards and kind of explained a little bit about what the products themselves are in the first episode a couple weeks ago. So... Go check those out uh, to, to check the series first to last. Um, but otherwise, we're here. Like I said in the preamble, we we were uh, finishing the last leg of the epic trilogy. That is the uh, Investigator Starter Decks, and we are happy to check these out. But there are a lot of cards here, so let's get the the last part of this uh, this train rolling. Yeah, let's let's jump right into
0: it with the uh, with the Rogue Assets. So, our first rogue asset is a cost four level four asset called Beretta M1918. Uh, and it's got two combat icons and an agility icon. It is an item, a weapon, a firearm, and illicit. Uh, so, no Preston, uh, yes Finn. Uh, uses four <laughs> ammo. Uh, yeah, it ex- and it has action exhaust Beretta M1918 and spend one ammo, fight. You get plus four combat, wow, and deal plus one damage for this attack. If you succeed by two or more, either Ready, Beretta, M1918, or this attack deals an additional plus one damage. If you succeed by four or more, do both, and it takes up both hand slots. Uh, And the art is a picture of a gun leaning up against a plane, because that was the technology that they had back
1: then.
2: (laughs) It's good perspective. I enjoyed it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, so this is like an actual rogue card that gives a plus to combat, right? <laughs> pretty, pretty big plus to combat. Yeah, that's big, man. That's like that's like flamethrower big, right? Yeah, it exhausts itself, but it can has a chance to not exhaust, basically, if you pass by enough, which is very rogue. Um, <laughs> I think with
0: with the plus four, and like if you are if you care enough about fighting stuff to put this in your deck. You're probably going to hope to like pass by two more often than not. So like most of the time, it's going to ready itself.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, prime candidate for this is obviously uh, Tony Morgan, the bounty hunter. You know, he'll get up to a, a nice nine uh, just just with this and, and uh, his regular base base skills. So
0: yeah, it's uh, it's also. I mean, like Skids could use it, but he has lower base combat. I mean, he can definitely hit stuff with this, but he isn't going to succeed by two or four quite as often. Um,
1: what's uh, what's Winnie's base combat? Is it three? It's three, yeah. So this is not her deck, so I'd assume she at least can shoot something.
0: That's, that's <laughs> the she thing. Is you can definitely hit some stuff with this. And with with someone like Winnie, who's just going to have a bunch of cards to commit to a lot of things, like she can probably succeed by two when she needs to. So,
1: Yeah, I haven't done anything with Winnie yet. I know Nate played her a little bit, but I assume she's a great candidate for the succeed by whatever cards. Uh, just because she wants to commit so much stuff to
0: every test. It's a it's a good candidate for swift reload, right? Because it has, like, four on it. So if you use the yeah, weapon and true. play swift reload, you get four bullets back. That's pretty good.
1: Yeah, or uh, contraband right away if you play it. You know. Yeah, if you got $7. <laughs> yeah. Rogue's got money. Yeah, it's true. It seems pretty solid.
0: Uh, yeah, I think if you're doing a combat rogue thing, just to compare it very briefly to the other options... Uh, well, we're, we're going to talk about more options pretty soon. But, um, I mean, yeah, it's 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 quite good. If you're playing like a Tony deck or like a Fighting Skids deck or something, then this is probably pretty high on your list. Uh, yeah, for sure. Time yeah. for the next card?
2: Yeah, let's look at the next card. This guy. Next card. <laughs> oh, I'm very excited to talk about this guy. Chuck Fergus, O'Banion Driver. He is a level 5, 3-cost uh, asset. Uh, he has a, a combat symbol, and agility, and a wild symbol. He is an ally and a criminal, uh, which somehow means Preston can play him, I guess. Yeah. And uh, when you when you play a tactic or trick event, uh, exhaust Chuck Fergus to choose two. That event gains fast. That event costs two fewer resources to play, and you get plus two skill value for per- while performing a skill check during the resolution of this effect. So. Uh, and he's also got two health, two sanity, and takes up your ally slot. So this is like the big rogue ally, right? Like this is like he is the lo- he's supposed to be the lord of all lord of rogue cards, and he- his effects are pretty interesting. Um, really focused on like rogues generally have pretty good events, right? They, a lot of rogues are tricks. They uh... oh that's. They're kind
0: of hit or miss, right? So here's let's show briefly for the for those watching on video. Let's show a list of trick and tactic events. Um, there are a lot of them because that's two traits. The thing I want to point out though is one because Chuck is a level five rogue card. The people that can play him is basically all rogues except Finn, right? So because he's even though he's a criminal, he's not himself illicit. So, right. so Finn can't so it's like non-fin rogues which is a pretty small selection um which means that like some of these cards like waylay for instance is a trick that's expensive you would love to do it fast and save money on it or to get a bonus on it but there's i think there's nobody in the game that can play uh well i guess uh, i guess jenny can right there's like a couple there's only like a couple right uh right. oh yeah you're right yeah because okay so uh, that's right, there, right that. so yeah. there's yeah. a couple but anyway so like you you have some really good stuff here the thing i just want to point out though is that if you limit this to just cards that are like two resources or more that are not fast and or that actually have a test in them because a lot of these like ace in the hole there's no test and it's free and it's fast i think so like ace in the hole even though it's a tactic and a trick doesn't matter with this like uh you know backstab is pretty good um so, some of these are good, some of these are not, but I'm just trying to say that, like, even though it seems great because he's giving you, like, these three things, a lot of cards you might not be able to actually pick two of them, you know?
1: I, mean, I think I think it's a card that, like, if you're playing chuck in your deck, then you think about putting events in your deck that can get the full benefit from them. So I think you just have something to plan for ahead of time. Yeah. It's, it's like, because, uh, like, Tony can get a lot of events from other classes. So I was trying to think if there was, like, a good combination of him, like, grabbing, like, dynamites or something uh and using chuck to throw really cheap dynamite actions that's
2: that's i mean my my plan for chuck the second that i saw him come out i i looked at all the tactics and i looked at the tricks available i figured skids might be the best because he does have up to level two events and there are some pretty good like like dynamite level i think there's a dynamite level two and like some other like big chunky events that he can use to to pretty good effect um like pilfer is a new one that just came out stuff like that so i think that like he can he can do pretty well with this but honestly like what what rogue screams events right like who who wants to play the most events you can try this in savina see how it would work with her but like um i don't know if painted world like gains the the text like tactic or trick if you use it on it so
0: it's a copy of other cards so
2: yeah yeah Oh, well, that's pretty cool.
0: I think yeah, but, but I think it's like the one class that is not really represented here is mystics, right? So she would be limited to just rogue tricks and tactics, of which there, there are some good ones, but a lot of them are a lot of them are you know not really focused on what she wants to do. I don't know. It, sure. I think the thing is yeah. like for five XP, you can you can probably make a Chuck Fergus deck that has a lot of tricks in it, and that would be pretty cool. Um, but like, I don't think you should just throw this in a normal deck because you, unless yeah. you're pretty sure that you have enough tactics and tricks in it,
2: yeah, you need to. This is like a kind of a build your deck knowing that you're going to get this guy, and and you know, hopefully he'll he'll give you the, your events the the oof that they need to make a really big impact on the game. Captain funny yeah. also brings up a very good point here in chat. <laughs> it makes let, let gods sort them out easier to use, right? Marching. Oh, yeah, that, that is. It makes true. it fast. Here but, it is. I mean, Again, this, is, this keep, is every complaint you've ever had. Keep in mind, you can't use it to
0: play dynamite, and then also use it to play like God swords him out because he exhausts himself. Exhaust. So. What if you to ready him with? Uh, you
1: ready him, <laughs> inspiring presence or whatever. Here we go down down the jank hole. always a There's
2: always a way. Always <laughs> we're, a way. we're digging. Uh, and, we're gonna get here at the rogue cards, man. We'll I, here. <laughs> I
0: would like to point out that he has a very uh, modern, cool guy-looking beard and haircut with the kind of like side oh, yeah. shave there. That's it seems almost anachronistic, but only I don't know yeah. maybe maybe that kind of thing was also popular in
2: 1920 <laughs> whatever. So yeah. cracking in the chat they they misspelled Colin Farrell. I think yeah. that's a very very apt uh, comparison here. Uh, yeah, I could definitely colin farrell seems like a
0: person
1: that would beat the crap out of people with a club that sounds about right so <laughs>
2: and drive gangsters around yeah yeah
1: well it seems pretty cool but we still have like three thousand cards to go through so let's <laughs> do <laughs> <the next laughs> Here we do uh so next card is leather jacket uh this is a level zero two cost asset with one combat icon on it it's item and armor and it is fast uh, has two health on it and takes to the body slot that's it it's pretty simple it's like a it's kind of like a rogue version of like leather coat yep. cost as fast instead of being you know free yeah, and I think oh. uh being fast
0: is kind of nice I mean leather coat is already a card that like you kind of just a lot of times you don't even play it you keep it in hand because you're a character with low health and you want to have it in case you need it um, right. you can't play this like during a test in mythos phase, for instance, right you could play it like, during enemy phase or you could play it no actually you can't
1: play it during enemy phase either. You can only play it during your turn since an asset.
0: That's such a weird rule that is very unintuitive, I think. I, I really wish that they would... I don't know. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, su- suppose you can play both this and Leather Coat. I think unless you're very rich, I'd probably rather play Leather Coat. What do you guys think?
2: I love Leather Jacket. I've been using it on uh, Return of Forgotten Age with uh, Wendy, just because I know that you're going to take some arrows from the trees. And this thing, I mean, Wendy with scavenging is really fun anyway with, like, old key ring and stuff like that. But this just, like, packs. You'll you'll get hit put from an arrows from the trees. You get your lockpicks investigation, pull it back from the bin, play it for fast again, and, you know, just keep sticking around. So I, I really like this card a lot. I think that it it covers the base, like, kind of like how um, pickpocketing level 2 is, like, like, way, way, way better than pickpocketing level 0. It's like... Um, you you basically the only reason why you play leather coat is if you're you can't play leather uh. Jack, oh, God, see this is the thing they have leather coat, they have leather jacket, and then they have trench coat. So this is what happens when you leave a trench coat in the closet with just a single leather coat. It becomes a leather jacket. But, uh,
0: I mean, even like even in that windy deck, like I mean, this is too though. Like, is that is it? Can you afford that? You know, and still sling around like intel reports and stuff. Like, I oh, feel like- you got drunk pens, man. Uh, yeah, fair enough.
2: <laughs> yeah, you got all the money. Well, I
0: mean, I mean, yeah. Once once you have six XP and once you find both your drawing thins and
1: yeah, yada yada. yeah, yeah. This is obviously like a great rogue alternative to like bulletproof vest, which was previously maybe the only thing they had for hell soak as a, as a body slot.
0: Yeah, I mean, out of all the cards in the core set, I think like bulletproof vest and elder sign amulet are maybe the most completely like obsolete now, I and mean, sure. in the sense of like just
1: you, you don't really need them for the amount of XP that they are. Right. Yeah. Uh, I think this is like a nice little card for rogues. I think you can definitely see play in a lot of decks. And any deck that has a little bit of money uh, is probably going to think about this over other options. Yeah, so, yeah. It's, it's, it's pretty good.
2: Yeah, exactly. Uh,
0: let's talk about our next card. This is a weird one. So we have Upgraded Liquid Courage. This time it is a level one, uh, still a one-cost asset. Now it has uh, two willpower symbols on it. It is an item in illicit, uses four supplies, action spend one supply, choose an investigator at your location to heal one horror. Then that investigator tests willpower two. If the test succeeds, they draw one card. If the test fails, they heal one additional horror and discard one card at random from their hand. So this is like a weird shuffling of the original card. The original card, you the person doing the test heals one horror, then they do the test. If they succeed, they heal an extra horror. If they fail, they discard a random card. The new version flips it around. So if they succeed, they draw a card. If it fails, they get like both halves of the original card, which is like lose a card and gain a horror or to heal a horror.
1: So yeah. the reason this is an upgrade is because it's in rogue decks, and rogues will are usually terrible. So they usually <laughs> think. So they do this test. They're like, oh, well, now when I fail, I don't care because I get the extra horror. Well, that's that's the weird thing. Like it's kind of worse for like Wendy and Safina, maybe.
0: Um, but it's maybe better for like Finn. I mean, it depends. It depends whether you want to, this to just heal horror really reliably, or whether you want it to do other things. And it also the double will symbol is good too. So I, I do like that.
2: Yeah, exactly. I mean, I think that like for this is the same thing. I'm, I'm using this in a uh, a scavenging deck, and you you can just kind of throw this to a well test, pop it back to your you know to your hand or whatever, and it hit, gets hit by a crypt chill. You're fine with that, etc. But like. It's interesting, too, because it kind of gives two modes where, like, if you want to succeed with it, you get to draw a card, which is nice. Like, healing a horror and drawing a card for an action is kind of nice, especially if you're, like, doing a crazy, weird, like, haste build or something like that. Like, drawing a card, healing a horror seems pretty fine. Like, if you're Safina and you've got, like, Arcane Research or something like that, you can kind of guarantee that you have that. But, like, I'm just, like, the the part that baffles me here is that it's, like, a fail card, but it's in, like, Rogue, so... (laughs) like the person who wants to fail the most in the game right now is Stella and she doesn't have access to this. And I was like, Oh man, this would be such a great, I, like, uh, I
0: think Stella is already going to fail plenty of tests without necessarily I know, but getting but It'd be so good
2: her. for her.
1: Yeah, but I anyway,
0: will, yeah. I mean, you know, you can always use it on her or something from somebody else. Yeah. I, I think what's weird about it to me is just that it feels like, uh, it, it, like failing it isn't super great it's not quite like a fail package card because you know i don't really want to like discard a random card most of the time yeah you know so it's like it's not really quite a fail package card but if you're not going to fail it then wouldn't you rather have regular liquid courage maybe
2: yeah so... it's something with winnie too right like she's just reckless she she's just going to take a swig of this lose a card heal a bunch of horror you know yeah. that kind of... i guess
0: that's that's fair yeah well, what's what's her base i mean all the new investigators have like pretty good health and sanity right
2: yeah, she has yeah.
0: one will. That was her sanity. Though is probably she probably has at least six. Like none of them have like five in yeah. either. So yeah, you know, like has... probably
1: seven, eight, aren't they? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's oh, they're all. Weird. Very high base stats. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I like this. Still, kind of fits in the theme with liquid courage, where like uh, you drink it, maybe you fail and you get extra drunk, but you know you're more resistant to see horrible things. But you still, you know, drop your pocket watch or whatever.
0: I'm, I'm looking <laughs> for I'm like I'm looking for liquid courage level two, where it's like test will two. If you succeed, unheal the horror you originally healed, and then heal a different horror for someone at your location, then draw a card and discard a card. If you succeed by two or more, then like I just want it to be the most complicated card ever. Make each each new version of it becomes weirder in a way that takes us forever to figure out on the podcast. Let's 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 do it. FFG, we can we can do this.
2: Hey, why don't, we, Dave, why don't you go over to the next card? Next card is is uh, one of the first cards that I was very excited about for this pack. Lockpicks, level zero. Uh, so it's. Uh, De- downgraded version of the uh, the one that we got in Carcosa. So uh, level zero, it's still three to play. Uh, has one intellect icon item to elicit action. Exhaust lockpicks. Investigate. Add your uh, agility value to this skill value for this investigation. If you do not succeed by at least two, discard lockpicks. So it doesn't have charges anymore. It's just like kind of a one and done thing. If you fail, if you get dr- draw tentacles, it's it's kind of bad because then you just like get rid of it. But if you're Wendy. <laughs> you always got that second chance, and it's great. Um, now this card is is pretty pretty great, I think, for for a lot of rogues who have a lot of like, for example, Winnie who has five five base feet. Um, Wendy again is is my my favorite here, just because you get the extra chance to not have to deal with the critical failure of an auto fail or whatever.
1: Yeah, I mean this card's a little tricky. Like it's nice to have level zero lockpicks because I think rogues are missing a little bit that, like, more consistent way to get clues. outside yeah. of the place. But uh, the reason, like, level one lockups is so great is you have that buffer for if you, you draw the auto-fail or you, you know, only 60 by one or whatever. Right. Uh, well, this one you have no buffer, which, you know, for Windy, yeah, you can redraw, but everyone else, you know, what are, what are they going to do? Right. Yeah, I mean, even,
0: even if this perfect. costs, like, two, then I would feel a little bit less bad about, like, losing it early. But at a cost of three, to play this and then, like, get, like, zero or one clues with it and then lose it, is brutal, right? My oh, yeah. My take on this is it's very good for Wendy if you're going to play lockpicks because as as Dane mentioned, she has the ability to like avoid bad tokens pretty well. Um, and then the other uh, the other part of it is like you just have to have really high in plus agility. Like you have to be high enough that you're almost always going to pass by two. Because that's the thing is like you don't just need to pass the test. So if, suppose you're at like a three shroud location. And you have you're like Wendy. You have like three agility and like four intellect or something, or vice versa rather. Okay, if you draw the minus three, then you have to discard this. That's pretty. That's pretty scary. So yeah, you either have to be like Finn plus you know whatever, or you have to be like Wendy, or you just have to have so much money like Preston. Maybe you don't care if you lose it. That's kind of my take on this.
2: Yeah, that's and actually, fair.
0: this sucks for Preston, right? Because it's all the stats are bad. So.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean. Also, having scavenging helps too so
0: would uh i mean would you play like suppose you know you're going to get lockpicks level one early which is you're still probably going to upgrade quickly would you take this or like flashlight as the like, i'd take
2: flashlight over this probably unless i'm wendy if yeah. i'm wendy i'm taking this if i'm not then i'm taking flashlight probably i might
0: lean in that direction too i don't know lockpicks is pretty cool still i don't, yeah it depends definitely for when you
1: take the new lockpicks I mean, it, is, yeah. it is nice if you like don't want to think very hard about your upgrades. You can just put this in, like, oh, yeah, a little too late. The you guys, one, you like,
0: guys, keep mentioning that with all these. new cards. Is, good, that, yeah.
1: is that like a thing that people really this, think about? This is, this is definitely a thing, especially for newer players that are maybe just trying to get in deck building. Like having yeah. it for sure the straightforward upgrade path. Path, I think, is very good. I guess oh, sense. Sense. Yeah. 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 Fair yeah. Uh, okay. Let's move on. So to next card one. is uh, Lonnie Ritter probably how you say her name uh she's a feisty mechanic she is a level zero cost four asset with one combat icon she's an ally uh she gives you a passive plus one combat and has a free trigger exhaust Lonnie Ritter to spend one resource choose an item asset controlled by an investigator at your location heal one damage from that asset and one horror from Lonnie Ritter she has two health and two sanity and takes up the ally slot so before we talk about how good this is, we need a clarification on how the rules
0: work, right? <laughs> which is, suppose you don't have, suppose you have an item asset at your location, but it's something like a rabbit's foot that has like doesn't even have any capacity to take damage on it, and it has no damage on it. You can still use this to heal a horror off of Lonnie, right? No, you uh,
1: need to have a valid target, which is an item asset with damage on it.
0: But it doesn't say, choose an item asset controlled by an investigator at your location that has damage on it.
1: Uh, But you need to be able to trigger the effect. But
0: the effect would still change the game state if Lonnie has a horror
1: arm. I think you can't choose the item asset because it's not a valid target.
0: But it is. It, It just says, choose an item asset controlled by an investigator at your location.
1: It doesn't say... I am very confident the rules nerds had the discussion about this. Uh, um, I'm checking checking Warren's uh, rules nerds summary. Should we just
0: do we just need to bring do we just need again we've we've talked about replacing Dane. Do we just need to bring Warren on the podcast instead of Ben? Is that where this is going? You can I fire guess. me too. You can br- bring bring that other Dan onto the She's podcast not, instead not, of me. that
1: Rules, most often he's just compiled it nicely into a list I can look at. That still seems useful. That seems really useful. Uh, but the consensus was uh, that you need to have a valid target to be able to to trigger this. So you. Do I mean, need I, to I agree. Have...
0: I think we're just disagreeing on what valid target is, and you're probably right because you spend way more time reading about the rules than I do. But y- yeah, I I don't know. I mean, I think if that's the way it works, if like you need to have a damage on an item and a horror on Lonnie, then that is pretty hard to do.
2: Yeah, I mean, uh, this is leather coat there. was printed with it, right?
0: Yeah, but I mean, like, okay, now you have to take a damage and a horror. Like, if you if you just take a bunch of horror and you're not taking any damage, then it's like, what do you, you know? Yeah.
2: yeah. I mean, so the way that I look at this is that it's a four-cost asset that gives a combat symbol, has three Sanity Soak and two uh, Health Soak. <laughs> otherwise, it's like, everything else is like a bonus if I can get that. But otherwise, yeah. it's like... This is this is the first level zero rogue combat boost, which is great. Like this is like if you again we're talking about like straight cut, straight upgrades. If you're going for like um, uh, not oh God, not Delilah. Lilo. Delilah, Delilah. There we go. Yeah. Wait, well, we're going for Delilah. This is just like a very easy straight go straight up uh, from Lonnie to Delilah. Or if, if maybe they'll print something out that, that is, uh, like, incredible for, for this kind of thing. Like, I know that they just printed um, upgraded leather code over in the Survivor Pack uh, that exiles itself. Maybe you can just use her to keep it going or whatever. It would, it would have to
0: be something it's that, options. like, puts damage on itself to give you cards or something. Um, that would be cool if that existed. Yeah, no, I I, I just... I wanted, to, I wanted to try to figure out how the rules work because if this was, like, you could use it even if you didn't have an, an item that was damaged... Then this is kind of like an expensive Peter horror soak combined with like the the combat, and I feel like this is like very good for like skids, for example. But as it is, I think anyone who could like play level zero beat cop would just do that instead. Anyone who has the XP to play Delilah would play that instead. So I, I think that this is just like a substitute for those cards now.
2: I think that's fair for right now. Just like looking at the pool of of items that have health, it's literally just like four cards. It's like leather coat, trench coat, Leather jacket and uh, the body armor.
0: There's more than that, aren't there? Items that have health. There's like, a... huh? I mean, are there non-body slot items that have health
2: that aren't allies? Now there's like, um... like mm-hmm. flesh ward, but that's not. An, I don't know. That's not an item. Yeah. Oh, there's there's not too many anyway. Yeah.
0: Um,
2: it's, it's... Oh yeah, the, the armor. The armor that no guardian has ever taken. The armor of Ardeen. Oh yeah. Yeah, I mean it does. <laughs> It feels like maybe more of like a top down
0: card where like it's very thematic for the idea of being like a mechanic who uh is soothed by repairing stuff. Um and that that means its ability is like very limited, but you know, the plus one combat's not bad, like Dane said.
2: Yeah, it is true. Captain Farney's to make, again make, in chat making good uh good decisions here. Grief and Tommy by repairing his leather coats, so he can't get that money back. Gotta do it. <laughs> Gotta do it. Value's too good to pass up. Anything
0: else to say <laughs> about Lonnie or should we move on?
1: Now, why don't you take us to the next
0: Moving card? right on. All right. Uh, cigarette case. We have a reprint of the level zero version, uh, and we have a new level three version of cigarette case. Ooh. That's pretty cool. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, best best road card in the game, basically, or certainly up there. Um, so <laughs> oh, yeah, two-cost asset. Now it's level three. It has two willpower symbols on it. It's an item and a charm. After you succeed at a reaction, after you succeed at a skill test by one or more, exhaust lucky cigarette case, Search the top X cards of your deck for a card, draw it, and shuffle the remaining cards into your deck. X is the amount you succeeded by, and it still takes up an accessory slot. So the difference is it has a second will symbol on it, and it now has the kind of upgraded rabbit's foot effect, where instead of just you have to pass by two, now it's like the amount that you pass by
1: matters, and that's how much you get to search. Well, you still need to pass by two if you want to get at least one card.
0: Well, well, what I was going to say is, well, no, you have to succeed by one or more, right?
1: Well, but if you succeed by oh yeah right you're right, yeah, so you still get to look like at one right. Okay. So so it's like
0: if you if you succeed by only one, old rabbit's foot you drew nothing. Now you draw one card. If you succeed yeah. by two, now you get to look at two and pick one. If you succeed by more than that, you get to you know
1: potentially look at a lot. This so, seems very 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 good. It's really good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah.
2: It's Probably. like reverse reverse upgraded rabbit's foot, right? And it's kind
0: of it's kind of arguably better than that because like you. You probably didn't fail a whole lot of tests by, like, a lot with Rabbit's Foot. I mean, with Drawing Thin, maybe you did, but that was kind of like a combo. With this, you, you're you kind of, like, already trying to succeed by large amounts if you have cards, like, all in, you know, or, or some right, other cards. Right, right. So, yeah.
2: I was so yeah. upset when I saw that this was the experience, though, man. I was so excited to have, like, a, a never-ending never Wendy draw deck where you have, like, yeah. level 3 Rabbit's Foot and level 2 this. Yeah, oh man, that would have been so funny. No yeah. matter what, I can draw cards.
0: But It's, um, that, it's too bad there. Aren't any, it,
2: it's really too bad there's no good rogue,
0: rogue characters to play this on. What is a card? From,
2: can Mandy be subclass
1: rogue? I figured out her subclass. She, she, is. she can't play
2: assets. She can't play assets, though, yeah.
1: But she can play you owe me one.
2: That's steal true. This. <laughs>
1: steal this from
2: uh, yeah, the rogue. From like a Tony or something. Turn. Yeah,
1: I mean, this is
0: this would be pretty good with a glyphs ta- arcade glyphs, or you succeed by ten. You yeah, pretty. I guess you could solid. just trigger her
1: ability on the rogue that has this in play, but if it it
0: doesn't sound super likely. But uh, <laughs> <you know>. uh, <laughs>
1: well, no, fantastic, um, very, very, yeah, very
0: good card, in pretty much every very country. good card. Yeah. I mean, the the base cigarette case is so good. I still feel like this isn't a massively high priority upgrade compared no. to other stuff, but it is very, very good if once you have the XP.
2: Yeah, definitely strong. Yep. All right, Dane, next card. Alright, next card is uh, Mauser C96. It's a 4-cost uh, rogue asset. It uh, has one agility symbol on it. It is an item, weapon, firearm, and illicit, which means Preston can't play it. Um, uses 5 ammo. Uh, action, exhaust Mouser uh, C96 and spend 1 ammo, fight, you get plus 1 attack, or plus plus 1 combat, and you plus 1 damage for this attack. If you succeeded by two or more, either ready uh mouser C96 or gain one resource, and it takes one hand slot. Uh, so this is, this is kind of like where the exhaustion uh, card, like weapon card starts, right? You, you get this, and then you move up into the Beretta. Um, there's a lot of ammo on this. <laughs> I, or, I, I'm not certain exactly how to think about it, but... Or,
0: or it's just like the one-handed version of the Beretta, right?
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, and then we've also got the level 2 version uh, that I didn't even talk about. Uh, adds a, um, it reduces the cost by 1, so it's 3 to play. Uh, adds a combat symbol on it, and then the action becomes uh, you get plus 2 combat and deal plus 1 damage for this attack. And then uh, if you succeed by 4 or more, you do both ready it and gain a resource. Hmm. Uh, so it's it's cheaper to play. It still has 5 ammo on it. Um, much better than the base level mauser but maybe in solo like where you don't need to trigger this that too much and you're not getting too many enemies you could you know shoot them once dodge you know shoot them again your next turn or something like that uh, and that that might be fine
0: yeah and especially the the power of this is like so i really the two-handed weapons are just really kind of a tough sell especially if uh we talked about lockpicks already and how good it is right so if you're if you're trying to use lockpicks you can't use uh the beretta with it right so like maybe you play this and you know it's your it's your backup like maybe you play a couple of backstabs and a couple of these and like in solo maybe you're like okay that's i'm going to evade a lot of stuff if i actually do need to fight anything that's what's going to do it for me
2: right yeah i mean i think that the the cool part about this is that um Rogues have never really had, like, a, a pretty solid standby, like, level zero weapon, right? Like, they, they've had knuckle dusters, they've had, like, Captain Farnese again in chat. Uh, is this... Are there enough rogue guns now that people will stop trying to make Cold Vest pocket a thing? Yes. <laughs> I think that the answer to that question you, is yes. You guys... They've got Daringer, which is kind of okay, oh, but... Okay. People will always try to cold Vest Pocket.
0: You guys <laughs> don't realize the incredible Exodia power of sleight of hand Colt Vest Pocket. <laughs>
1: that's that's you guys need uh, to. Yeah, come on. I mean, the reason this is so appealing is it has, it's an un kind of an unconditional plus one damage, which we're kind of missing from Rogues before. Yeah, that's that's true. true. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Previous plus one damage is like we're contingent on like succeeding by two or the nonsense. Well, this yeah. does exhaust itself, but
0: right but i mean maybe you play two of them right like maybe you yeah. have like two of these and two of some other some other weapon and you know you're going to try to just be able to ready this by succeeding by a lot but even if you fail well you've got another one maybe you've got backstabs maybe you just evade it and try again next time like right. for, yeah. for for most of these rogue decks the possibly exhausting itself thing is like not the worst downside that these could have
2: yeah right yeah Exactly. And honestly, if you're just versing, like, like, just cultists or something like that, and you don't need to ready this again, gaining one resource back is kind of nice. Like, you know, if yeah. you just shoot a cultist, there's well, no other enemies, get a, get a money back.
1: Yeah, that's
2: definitely a pretty great.
0: Yeah, because it is, I mean, especially the level 0 version is expensive, but the fact that it's basically going to, you know, probably potentially pay, pay itself back partially if you, like, are fighting weak enemies, you know, that, that seems cool.
2: Yeah, it's, it's pretty nice. I think that, um... Does Double or Nothing work with the gain-one-resource thing? Or no? Like, for the purposes of committing it to a huge test or something like that down the line? I forget. You always forget how Double or Nothing works. <laughs> it's like, it, it only benefits, like, like if you committed a, um... It doesn't, like... You don't double
0: a cigarette case, which is, like, after you succeed on the test. But this is like if you succeed, so I, I think it might work. I'll, I don't know. I'll leave it up to I'll leave it up to Ben. But uh, I, I think Re- it...
1: reactions don't double, but yeah, any any successful results of the test are doubled. So right, cool. this would get yeah. doubled. Yeah. yeah.
0: Time to uh, move on.
1: Yep. Yeah, move on so, to the card. Yeah. Next card is sharpshooter. Uh, it is a level three, cost two asset. The combat and agility icon. It's a talent. Uh, the ability is a reaction. When you use a fight ability on a firearm asset, exhaust sharpshooter. Choose one or both. Uh, this attack uses agility instead of combat. All modifiers to your combat for this attack now modify your agility instead. Uh, and and or use the attacked enemy's evade value for this attack instead of their fight value. Wow. There it is. <laughs> that that does a lot of stuff
2: that, that is a lot of weird stuff that this is kind of like one of those cards it's like bends the whole way that you you think about interacting with enemies <laughs>
0: it's kind of ridiculous that it lets you pick one or both like just that's picking right. one would already
2: yeah. be pretty good right
1: like e- even if you're just even if it was just the bottom effect like half the time stuff that a lot of the time stuff that has high combat has low agility Oh yeah, yeah. like usually, so.
0: You like only, like bosses that it made the, you have been be. like high. the the spaghetti monsters. The purple spaghetti monsters famously are six five two, right? So yeah. if you use this on those, then you know you're you're hitting you're hitting against two instead of six. That's pretty cool. I mean, it is it is a bummer that you can only use it once per turn, right? So that kind of works well with like the Mauser because it's like, well, okay, my first time shooting each turn, I can use this and I can like almost definitely pass by a lot. And then the second time, now I'm I don't have Sharpshooter anymore, but it's like now I've done four damage probably, so that's pretty good. Right, right. um, nope. I'm very upset that Wendy can't take this. That's very disappointing.
2: Well, I'm, I'm upset that uh, that Leo Anderson can't take this um, because he's he's the guy who would be using guns right, like to like big guns to make big effects happen, like like shotgun double or nothing, and then you can use the lower value. He's never he
0: would never benefit yeah, from but, the
2: top one though. Yeah, the top half. Leo, the I mean, I'm talking about the bottom.
0: Yeah, but I, I yeah, I, I I, think on average, like, a roll or something is, like, better if you're just using one of these two things, but,
2: yeah, it's... I it's, mean, I think it's perfectly reasonable to, like, if, if you know kind of what you're getting into, and you know that, like, really big enemies will have, like, a very, very... And you're, like, going into this as Tony or something like that, and you've got your, your sawed-off shotgun, you can use Sharpshooter in that way, literally just to use the evade value, rather than, like, if it's, like, a 6-2... Uh, in terms of like combat versus agility, well, that just takes off of it. So that's, that's, an inter-
0: that's an interesting question, is would you take this if you were playing a character that is not that has like lower agility than combat, like Tony? And I think the answer is I would probably not take it, unless I had a ton of XP and I was like, maybe like Dane said, I would throw it in for specific scenarios. Like, oh, I'm about to do before the Black Throne. I know the spaghetti monsters are really tough to deal with. Maybe I would put it for those particular locations, but I think that the use case where this is just a solid card in your deck always is for somebody like Winnie who has higher agility than combat. Because then it's like, in addition to picking whichever agility, in addition to picking between fight and evade difficulty on the enemy, she also gets a plus two by just using
2: her agility instead, you know? Yeah, yeah. I think it's just really versatile, honestly. Like, because you can use it in either of those situations, like, it's... It kind of fends for itself. Yeah. I just yeah. The, the only th-
0: last thing I want to say, though, is do do compare it to, like, uh, High Roller, which is, like, one less XP, same cost, kind of a similar effect. You use it once per turn, and it makes it easier to pass tests. But that is, I mean, that one, there's the risk of, like, losing the money. But, like, that is also kind of more flexible. So just, just something to consider.
1: Yeah. Yeah. All right. I lean more. I agree with Dan, where like I feel like agility characters are much more likely to take it in, even if the bottom effect is in, is pretty is pretty solid. But I just want to be able to use it more often than not.
0: Add uh, add this to the giant tower of green cards that would help Rita to be less bad if she was allowed to play them. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, add, add it to the card castle made out of all of those oh, cards okay that is Perl- building right? uh, yeah when they get to parallel
1: rita in like three years parallel rita should
0: just say she can use any card
1: that is good with agility parallel rita is just green that instead would... of red That's the only change <laughs> it should it should literally
0: just say you can use any card with an agility icon anywhere on it That would be, um... that would be great. Uh. Uh, all right next next card dan yep uh so streetwise so we have a level zero less tabooed version of streetwise so the new version is level zero cost zero asset has agility icon and a intellect icon on it it's a talent it's no longer a permanent uh and it has uh instant trigger uh free trigger spend two resources (laughs) you get plus two intellect for the skill test and free trigger spend two resources you get plus two agility for the skill test so, compared to the very good version of Streetwise, it is not a permanent anymore, it has a cost of zero, it has icons on it, and when you instant free trigger action, not action, spend two resources, you get uh, plus two instead of plus three to either of these stats. Uh, pretty good for Preston, right?
2: Yeah, this is really cool. I was very delighted to see this because we originally saw, like, kind of the cycle come out. We saw Scrapper, which is, like, literally just hard knocks. (laughs) It's, like, I think it costs two to play, and then um, you can either buff your agility or your combat. This is, like, the fact that it costs zero is, like, so great. It makes it so accessible, um, even though you kind of have to spend two. Like,
0: this, this in higher education, they nerfed the actual abilities on it. And because of that, they were able to make it free. Scrapper, they kept the ability on it the same, even though that ability was not as good. So they made it cost money, I think.
2: That's fair, yeah, yeah. But th- I think this dimension is just so much better because like, you don't want to have to pay three upfront for it to basically just sit there and do nothing. You wanted to just play it even when you're broke, just have that accessibility for that. When you actually do have two resources, you can use it to dodge something. Two in two, two a stat is pretty, pretty fine.
0: Yeah, I mean, spending two to boost two is uh, what were the like the um, that one code gate breaker that was like the only way criminals get through code gates for a while until late in the game. But no
1: one there was like, was like about
0: th- th- there were there were like criminal breakers that were like you had to pay two to boost them by two, whereas most oh were, like, yeah, Chuck yeah, Ferguson, yeah, the,
1: yeah, the yeah. classic I mean, things like
0: Corotor were like pay one to boost stuff, one. Yeah. yeah, it's kind of like that where it's like uh, you're gonna free, you're gonna end up like paying more money than you want to a lot but for Preston like Preston's stats are terrible so he needs to boost it a lot anyway and he has a lot of money so I I think great for Preston I'm not really sure who else would play it maybe Jenny did Preston have a way to boost
1: spend money to boost his intellect at level zero before
0: he might not have you know
1: unless you count the composures which we usually don't yeah the the composures were a way way to do it. it Are those level one though? They
2: are level one. Yeah, oh, they are really. Level zero. Level zero. You don't have anything for Preston. Now you do. Yeah. And like these yeah. are two pretty relevant stats. These are like ways yeah. for Preston to defend for himself early on, and also get some clues without having to like intel report and stuff like
0: that. Yeah. This is this is solid for. I, I think this is a solid for a lot of characters because even Winnie, like, I think mostly she'd rather commit cards, but if she's going to have a lot of money, maybe she'd play it. I, I don't know.
1: Well, I, it, she's it, always committing a lot of cards. So what's she spending her money on? Yeah, that's true
0: yeah. Yeah, and,
1: yeah and at the very least yeah preston
0: and jenny i think will really appreciate this
2: yeah i'm very happy to see this card next card next card is a reprint of switchblade uh and that's it right yep no, yeah, not, not much the, to say
1: the, ac- yeah. the actual good version isn't near which is the tabooed one but Yep, Got
0: to yeah, buy, the I, gotta go. Gotta go. Hunt down those out of print, out of print Dunwich packs to pick up that one, maybe. Uh, <laughs> uh, dangerous well, So that
2: that was the Sunday yeah, the that
0: Yeah, and that was that was a reprint, so you, you can read this one too, Dane.
2: Yes, uh, this is a reprint of Backstab. All right, bye everybody. No, I'm uh, We have a, we have a level three Backstab. Uh, so there are a lot That's of cards that that were like kind, kind of different. drastically changed. Lucky cigarette case was like kind of one of those bigger winners. This doesn't have a lot of different. Um, just level 3, still costs 3 to play, uh, still just has one combat, one agility icon on it. Fight, uh, this attack uses uh, agility rather than combat, this attack deals plus 2 damage. But, they tacked on, if you succeed by 2 or more, return backstab to your hand at the end of your turn. So we'll see this come back in, in a couple different cards, I think, here. But this is kind of like the new thing, uh, where if you succeed by a bunch, you actually get it back. How many backstabs is backstab to backstab when you backstab a backstab with a backstab? How many? How
0: many times can you afford to backstab somebody? <laughs> is the is the real question? I do I do love it when they upgrade a card and, and it's like a significant amount of XP difference, but the change is like just a new line added to it or like a small change to it.
1: I yeah, that's, yeah, that's, this, that's kind of fun. This is not worth three experience. Uh, <laughs> you you get to return it to your hand end of your turn. Here's the thing. It's like a bow that doesn't take up hand slots, right? If you can, like,
0: continue to pass it a lot, if you're like, well, I might need to kill a couple of things, but I don't want to commit to, like, you know, using up my hand slots on a bow, I want to use lockpicks, I mean, that could be that could be worth something. If you're, like, if your agility is so awesome, you're going to pass by a lot. I do, like, I think that, I mean, obviously, Wendy Wendy can't take this, unfortunately, but, like, I might take this instead of a bow and Wendy just so I can use lockpicks, but, uh, but anyway, on to the
1: next card... The next card is cheap shot. Sorry, uh, I, I, I think
0: you pronounced that wrong, Ben. How do you how do you pronounce this card?
1: Oh, I sorry. Uh, Dean calls this I think uh, sparkle powder or something. Close. Oh, so no, pocket. Po- 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 <laughs> uh, color spray? No, that's a D and D thing. Uh, it does look. Oh, old pockets, old. pocket, pocket sand. That's pocket there we Pocket sand. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, which I yeah I. Took me a long time to, to correlate that, but I see in the card it does look like she is throwing sand at the giant she's monster. She's
2: using that sand. That exactly. sand
0: might have come from her pockets,
1: or or could have come from the beach that she's clearly like sitting on. Like there's like sand underneath her. She might have just nope. picked it up. Well, there you go. Or do you think she dumped all that sand out of her pocket and that picked us all up? It's, <laughs>
0: it's, it it's it's good for the cards to offer us these mysteries for us to speculate
1: about. That's what I think. So cheap shot is. We have a reprint of level zero, and we have uh, a new level two version. So it uh, still still costs two. Still co- two comp. Two, yeah. it still costs two and has a combat agility icon on it. Still a trick. The ability is still fight, add your agility or your skill value for this attack. If you succeed by one or more, automatically evade the attacked enemy the original was two or more. But and then this also has if you succeed by three or more, return cheap shot to your hand at the end of your turn. So very similar to backstab. Um, except this one costs one less experience, and improves upon the base ability as well as adding the return to. It's it's really course. weird that they changed all the numbers around a little bit. They didn't
0: just like add that if you succeed by two or more. Right. Like, this is well, what I mean. I mean, I guess this already was if you succeed by two or more, so they couldn't just do that.
1: Yeah. So that well, I guess maybe they didn't want it to be succeed by four, two, succeed by two, and succeed by four more. Yeah. But yeah. Why does this
2: cost two experience instead of three? <laughs>
1: I know this is what I mean like so like Wendy can
2: they, take it you know they gave this it. the treatment right this is like actually kind of reasonable I've never played cheap shot before until I saw my friend good old Dan A who was on the cast a, a long time ago now uh use use it in Rita which was kind of cool cuz when you you fight you evade and then you also or, or no you fight you succeed you get a, you get a punch in but you also get the evade trigger from Rita it so is- You kind of get Damage.
0: It is part of the but much smaller pile of row cards that Rita is allowed to play.
2: Uh, <laughs> I know, I mean, and this, this got the treatment. This is a two experience, and, and this does seem know. good for Rita, right? Can she, uh, play, yeah.
0: can she play up level three tricks or something?
2: I, I think, think it's so. level. Yeah,
1: because she can play Ace in the Hole. Yeah. Yeah. So like like I mean compare this to the backside upgrade. This seems like a much bigger upgrade, I guess, because fighting is maybe more valuable usually. It's like a much bigger uh, upgrade to a worse card, I think. Right. That's I mean okay. this is yeah it's okay it's still it a fight and it gives you probably automatically evade, aid because if you're you want to fight with your agility uh, anyway it means your agility is probably high. Um, yeah. I'm still not impressed by the return to hand then your turn thing. But if you combo this with tr- uh, Chuck, then you know maybe it's fast and free. Right. Um,
0: um, it's it's also it would so. be kind of nuts if you got these cards back immediately, so you could just like cheap shot, cheap shot, cheap shot. Uh, yeah,
1: That's that would, exactly. That would, it, yeah. That'd be kind of fun. It's very, it is very confusing why it's at the end of your turn. There's also uh, some fun rules ambiguity there because oh. like what ha- what happens if <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> what happens if the card gets like taking on a play by being shuffled into your deck because your deck shuffles or something else happens to it like well, it turns into well face let, out let us let us know when you find out again my, but what about
0: what about we, uh, what my, 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 my prediction is segfault all the time
1: yeah that's usually yeah yeah, but went, yeah uh, no but we couldn't figure it out i think somebody sent a question to mj uh so we'll we'll find out <laughs> yeah but, <laughs> now, though, let's know. Uh, let's let's move on
0: to the next card uh, which is Copycat. So this is a new card. This is a level 3 skill. It has one question mark icon. Uh, the art is like a kind of regular Seth Rogen, and evil Seth Rogen on opposite sides of a mirror. Uh, it is a gambit, and it says, after you commit Copycat to a skill test, search the discard pile of another investigator for a skill you can commit to this test and commit it. After this test ends, place that card on the bottom of its
2: owner's deck. <laughs> Oh my god, this is a card? I didn't it's even think it came out. One.
1: It's a fun one. What? I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure this is an FFG employee art, but I don't remember who it was. Oh, wait, really? That, wait, that was Seth like Rogan works at FFG? No, that's not. <laughs> he fun did, so he did weird. He, actually, he actually entered there for two weeks. Wow. <laughs> uh, that, would,
0: that would explain a lot. Um, uh, it's kind of weird this is 3XP, right? Like, this is cool, but it seems like a fun card, not like a. Like,
1: 3XP is a lot, isn't it? Yeah, this is. This is definitely a fun card because it's it relies on you to be able to grab cards from other pl- players, but it could give you access to like weird cards you normally can't commit, like even simple ones like deduction or vicious blow. If you have you know? like if
0: you have like a Mandy or whatever that has like level two deductions and and uh, perceptions that then in your investigating it becomes kind of cool, you know. Yeah.
1: And this is any skill card, so you could grab a high level skill card from them as well, like the upgraded cantrips, but obviously cooler ones it's as well. Un- like it's uh, unfortunate that you can't grab an all in out of your own discard pile, because that would
0: be a co- that would be a hell of a combo actually if you could do that. Yeah,
1: yeah well, if you're doing uh, the all rogue run, uh, you know doing an normal challenge everyone gets copycats at all ends yeah and then you just it, them from each other it's, it's them. also <laughs> like all those
0: all the like there was another kind of bad rogue skill card that was like find another card out of your deck and play it like this that's kind of good for winnie because it like automatically means you're committing two things
1: yeah hmm. oh yeah because yeah you commit this and you grab it from someone else so for, so for Winnie,
0: it's like go. commit this grab a card for someone else and then draw a card
1: right yeah so
2: I, I think I might play it
0: I think I might play it in Winnie once you get the XP. I probably wouldn't play it in other decks.
2: I play it in somebody who could like do kind of both seeking or fighting if you have like both like a guardian and a Seeker because that way you can get like a deduction, like level two deduction, you could get like a level two vicious blow. Like you, you have the potential to get some like crazy cool stuff, but like That's a good point. <laughs> <I think laughs> I it's kinda
1: it's so dependent on, on your allies, like what type of decks they're running. Yeah. Like, if, what if you're playing with like min or someone that has a lot of skills that Good things you can grab. What? So, can you do this? To I have truth. Uh, what happens? To I have truth. Well, I have truth. It doesn't go in the discard pile, does it? No. Uh, well, it? It, no, if, if you just it commit it to it, a test, it does. If
2: oh no, if yeah. Commit yeah. It to a test and fail it or something like that, and it's in your discard pile. or If it gets milled for oh, some reason, well, and you, you, you copy, I have either, truth. What happens
0: to the, the? That's another card I play in Mandy. I mean, because uh, I have truth.
1: Because I have truth it attaches itself.
2: To the thing instead of going to the bottom of the deck, right? So then would copycat go to the. What? uh, I don't know. (laughs) Wow, even more. Really good skill cards, you know what I mean? Like things that.
0: Add it. Add it to the spreadsheet, Ben. Add it to the list of questions <laughs> about these new cards. Yeah, this, this particular uh, one is not on
1: the existing question
0: sheet. Report back cards. to the report back to the cave of rules goblins that we have discovered a new <laughs> gem of a rules question for them to bang with their hammers. Uh, by by which I mean all ask the same question to uh, to the the hotline at FFG.
1: So
2: <laughs> after stream, Dan will take off his his wait, man, having, like, like, a, a rules return to a
1: goblin cave. Is so that we can ask the questions, and we figure it out. Maybe one person sends it. To, <laughs> sends that, it to, that is a better geez. system. That is. A, <laughs> that's yeah, that that's is a the good hope. I it. hope that the rules forms uh, facilitate that. Right. I it's probably is, it's probably like when <laughs> we reach the point like oh nobody knows and then probably eventually submit it.
0: I, I think then, this is fun, and I think if enough people in your group have really good skill cards, like the upgraded corset skills, all in deductions and vicious blows, eventually this does become legitimately good. That's, that's oh yeah
2: like great. like just somebody running if, even if you're just like running with a. J- Right, who's just running practice stuff. Fantastic. Upgraded overpower? I still think I'll take the, it. I
0: still think you're the only one who plays that deck,
2: but yeah, in that case it would be good. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh,
0: time to move on. Would you like to read the next card, Dane?
2: Daring Maneuver. Uh, we got an upgrade for it, and a reprint. So the reprint, uh, level 0 event, wild icon, fast, play when you succeed a skill test, you get plus 2 skill, two skill for this test. Kind of weird, kind of useless. Um, maybe not Winnie. Now we've got the level two version of it. Uh it is still uh zero to zero to play, event, gambit, um uh commits for one wild, fast play when you succeed a skill test, you get plus three skill value for the skill test, and draw a card. So this is kinda like this is for Winnie, right? Like this I think this card and opportunist, those two are two like really huge cards for Winnie and like nobody else. I think that some of the other investigators have a lot of these cards that do these kind of similar things. Because, like, Winnie, if you if you get this and commit it to a skill, or, or I'm sorry, not commit it to a skill, just play it. Because, like, you need to save your Beretta from, from not exhausting, or you need to save your, you know, whatever from, from not doing whatever rogues do. You can, like, draw a card from this and also draw a card from Winnie's ability. So, like, you kind of, you still met...
0: Well, but but With. wait a minute! You still have to be committing two cards to a test. This is not a skill card. This is an event, right? So like, if you play yeah. this, it doesn't count towards committing two cards to activate Winnie's ability.
1: Yeah, but you could play it after you draw off Winnie's of ability. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. a lot of the cards in this deck are really trying to help fulfill the dream of a rogue of rogue cards that can do the succeed by two or whatever consistently, uh, and not and and still be like good without <laughs> wasting everything. So this kind yeah. of supports that. like all these other events are all give you the benefit if you succeed by like two or three, the guns give you benefits if you succeed by two or two or four or whatever. So this kind of just helps support that. If you're not doing a succeed by whatever deck, then this is not good. But if you are yeah. doing a succeed by whatever deck, like like Winnie pro- probably leans into. If you're just playing this out of the box, then you're playing that type of deck by default. This seems solid.
0: When I when I think about a succeed by whatever deck, I'm mostly thinking that I want to trigger Rabbit's foot every turn. And in the case of the Mausers, it means that like I want my first shot to succeed so that I can do a second shot, probably right. Like I usually don't need a third shot, so that's why I don't think this is great. Because I would rather have a courage. I would rather just commit a courage to the test and have my skill be high enough that I'm almost definitely going to succeed by two, and then I can also I could also use it for other stuff if I needed to. Oh, but this is like
1: a retroactive courage if you're trying to use it just for succeeding, and it replaces itself with upgraded version.
0: Yeah, that's that's fair, but but in that case, like, would I rather have like an upgraded uh, manual dexterity or something? Right? I don't yeah. know. I I think if you have the XP because it can trips, like, there's an argument for it. I the level zero version, I still like, think you should like never play the level the level, uh, two version. Yeah, maybe once you get the XP.
2: Yeah, I think uh, you played like base level Winnie just because you have lockpicks level zero, so it might help you save your lockpicks in a couple of weird situations. But...
1: Yeah. I don't yeah. Know. uh Let's move on.
2: Uh, so, next
1: card, or next pair of cards are Pilfer. So, we have a level zero version of this card, cost four, uh, has a intellect and agility icon on it. It's an event uh, and a trick. The ability is investigate. This investigation uses agility instead of intellect. If you succeed, discover two additional clues at your location. That by itself is uh, pretty strong. Um, powerful Plus effect. T- three clues for one action. Um, and then the upgraded version is level 3, uh, still costs 4, still same icons, uh, has the same ability, but it also has if you succeed by 2 or more, return Pilfer to your hand at the end of your turn. Um, so is this the exact same upgrade as Xab? Yep. Except it's for clues? Yeah. I think so, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, great way to get clues uh, if you have high
0: agility. Well, so you need high agility, and you need to be very rich.
1: Yeah, which the like, half the rogues are lean towards the big money builds. But, but, but that's the thing. There's
0: rogues that are rich, and there's rogues that have high agility, and the intersection of those is
1: like maybe some Safina decks. There's yeah, the, there's enough rogue cards that you don't need to have like Preston's ability or whatever. You can still be rich without with just yeah. building your deck. Also, Chuck, know. right? Like it's this true. is
2: this is the Chuck card, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Chuck hits that this. Is,
1: that is true. I, yeah. are, are all the events in this? Are they all Chuck cards? Are they all tricks? They're all uh, yeah. They're all lot, they're all kind lot, of. Lot, of some of them are or, gambits.
2: Yeah, some of them yeah. are gambits. But like this is like one of the cards that you're like, okay, I play with this because reducing the cost to two and then also giving yourself plus two. I'm not really like maybe you're interested in the fast, but like giving yourself plus two. Um, agility to this test and making it two to play is actually pretty good.
0: Yeah, that's definitely true. Harrison also mentions did. that uh, Rita can play it, and if, if Rita if Rita can afford that's it right, like yeah. uh, shenanigans, then yeah, it's pretty strong for her.
2: Yeah, I mean, we it talked is, about it.
1: Yeah, it is pretty expensive, but if you compare it to like Intel Report, it's like the same cost there, except you don't have to do a test of the
2: teleport. Yeah, you know, you there are definitely like better. There are better things in different circumstances, but I think that where this really shines is in three-player. We talk about that a lot, where there are some, some specific cards that, that well, they are just incredible in three-player, and like kind of okay in other player counts.
0: Yeah, I mean, we, we talked about sinking anchors recently, the new seeker card that gets you three clues, sort of similar, right?
2: Yeah, yeah. exactly.
0: Yeah, right. so... It seems cool like part. a good
1: card. I think yeah. rogues needed maybe a little bit more options for getting yeah, clues. Just,
0: just, just be mindful if you put it in your deck that four is a lot of money. Right. Like for pressing it it's not a lot of money but for everybody else it's quite a bit. So if you're going to
1: be if you're going to be recurring it it's going to be a lot too. So you definitely have to right. have a way to get money. Yeah. Uh
0: and Next up. Up. Yep uh so next up we have slip away so the level zero version is reprinted and the level two version is a two cost event with a intellect and agility symbol it's a trick uh it says evade add your intellect to your skill value for this evasion attempt if you succeed by one or more and the evaded enemy is not elite it does not ready during the next upkeep phase if you succeed by three or more return slip away to your hand at the end of your turn so this is this is like the same upgrade as a cheap shot exactly right, right? yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, the difference being that slip Away was already a pretty good card, right? Yeah,
2: exactly. And this was also actually used in like some some pretty good decks. Like Finn wants this. Uh, Rita can also take it. Like <laughs> super, we call it super evading, or, or you know, like uh, I don't know what everybody else calls it. What does everybody else call this kind of effect? But yeah, like th- this effect is kind of great.
0: Yeah, I uh, I, I would already play the level Zero slip Away and Wendy sometimes, and uh, she can take this she once she has like moonstones and peter and stuff out she can probably succeed by three and potentially reuse it so that's that's pretty great i think this is good for the the decks that dane mentioned
1: i like yeah i like this return to hand effect a little bit more than the other ones just because it's cheaper in general to play and like i maybe don't need to immediately attack again uh like with the other cards maybe i want to be able to fight out with those other cards I, if I here i'm if I've evaded something, I don't maybe don't need to immediately evade again, so I don't mind that it's like not to of my turn. Yeah,
2: yeah, you're not playing this in the hopes that you can play it again next turn. You're playing this because like it's a great card already, and yeah. it gives you even better odds to to succeed by one or more. You know what I mean? That like, that's also a really big important part of this card too. Yeah, I'm mean, I'm really happy with and, this card. And you're
0: gonna trigger cigarette case off of it like the regular the level zero version. Yeah. And it's, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you're you're gonna play it in like Wendy with Moonstones and Peter, or like Finn with um Lola Santiago, like. You're going to play it in characters that have high enough agility plus uh, intellect that they are almost definitely going to succeed by one, probably succeed by two, very likely succeed by three. So,
2: mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, exactly.
0: Seems pretty pretty good card. Yeah. Uh, yep. Let's move on though to the next one.
2: Next card is sneak by. Uh, so this is the last rogue event we're going to be talking about tonight. Uh, sneak by is a level zero event. Uh, has two agility icons on it. Uh, trick. It's a trick evade. When this action begins, gain two resources. Um, so this is kind of along that whole cycle of there's uh, burning the midnight oil, cleaning them out, or clean them out. And uh, we got sneak by now. Uh, sneak by, pretty pretty solid kind of a rogue event. If you're looking for like event based decks, um, can give you some money in a pinch. But also commits for two two agility, which is something that the other ones don't offer actually. Um, you know what I? You know I what
0: I was kind of thinking. Are these like I? I don't think there's a purple version of this, right? Is it because the purple version is on cage? Kind of.
1: Uh, it's kind of an interesting analogy. Yeah, I mean, was, I mean, it's it's not it's or was it, there's only like three basic actions that are skill test based, right? Yeah, it'd
2: yeah. have to be like parlay
1: or something, right? It could be. So I don't parlay gain two money because oh yeah, because there, cause there
0: wasn't be. the, there wasn't a survivor one either. I mean, they could have right. made one of them be like move and get two money. That would be like maybe less good, but you might still play it. You know,
1: I mean that that would that would be generically good for everybody. It yeah. Would, yeah, So put, make it make it <laughs> the survival because
0: yeah. they often get that kind of thing. Um, yeah, but it, yeah, I, I like that this has double agility on it. That means that it's like pretty reasonable. If you think that you might want to commit it as Winnie, or you might need money, not bad.
1: Very
2: basic, you know yeah. It's a, it's a simple like evade boost, just like the other two. Finn likes uh, it. Can yeah, use it Finn. on his free evade. People with crystallizer like it. That's actually that's actually something that I did. People with crystalizer like this because you can, you know, it's kind of a evade card. You get the extra value out of the out of the symbols on the on the left. But notably, Crystallizers doesn't like slip away. The upgraded versions of slip away and pilfer and all that stuff because they because they well, get returned to your act- hand.
1: We're actually not sure. Doesn't this does crystalizer put them face down or face up underneath itself? Face down. Then they might not get hooked back up because of that effect. We don't. We're not sure. <laughs> they... But when stuff. <laughs> When stuff's face yeah. down, it's like no, it's no longer that type of card. We, We've yeah. entered
2: the rogue valley. Yeah, like so they might be teleported into weird. the cyber realm, and uh, yeah. 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 <laughs> There's shit coming out of the walls. Nobody knows what's you, happening. You, you hold up the dimension. card, and instead of like
0: readable text, it's all like garbled, like random characters or something. <laughs> it's like great. I guess. It, yeah. I guess. I guess it fell into the reality yeah. hole again. We're uh, in. We're we,
2: in rogue territory. No, we are also so close
1: to getting through all the events without talking about Crystallizer. Yeah. So close. You we can I was Really. let yeah. right. For that. Let's 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 go move on to the skills. Uh, <laughs> so the first rogue skill we have is Daredevil. Uh, it has one wild icon on it. Uh, Yes, it is level zero. It is fortunate and practiced. Uh, after you commit Daredevil to a skill test, discard cards from the top of your deck until you discard a rogue skill you can commit to this test. Commit it. Shuffle each weakness that was discarded by this effect back into your deck.
2: That is uh... notably, there is a level two version of this that came out in the last. Uh, the oh, last oh is is that the one
0: I was thinking of? The the one that is yeah. used to like fetch an all-in in like one particular combo deck yeah exactly yeah exactly
1: Did i forget there was a level two version man mm-hmm. when if Winifred was yeah. on, these-
0: on a ton of these cards like we talked about Estella was only on like one besides her signature arts, oh, yeah <laughs> she's on, on like basically all these I cards on like most yeah. of these yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah yeah so the level two version uh, that's way better that one you get to reveal cards at the top of your deck until you find one uh instead of discarding them yeah, you also definitely.
2: Would... If weakness back in your deck is like what?
1: Why? I don't want to do that. Yeah, I mean, you know, if you have cards that are like have
0: flashback or aftermath or something on them, then you kind of want them to be in your discard pile. <laughs> you
2: know, well, uh, <laughs> that's yeah. actually true for Wendy or something. Like, if, if you if you, you want, want like winging its and stuff like that in your deck, that'd be kind yeah. of maybe you want like control
1: of like what's in your discard pile more. You don't just want like a bunch of random garbage in there. Yeah, oh, that's not. true. Yeah, you yeah. also
0: like you might not have that many yeah I I don't think this is I mean I, for um, Winifred maybe just because it's like it's two and one kind of skill cards so maybe it's worth it yeah that is true I <laughs> mean because I mean milling your deck is like it's fine it just means you're going to take horror at a slightly higher rate than if you weren't doing that right
2: yeah it also um, how how bad the um, each of the your your weaknesses are right like if you have doomed don't take this <laughs> If you have like really bad weakness, but if you have like weaknesses like for example, if you have an indebted or something like that, maybe you just don't care about drawing your weakness um that kind of thing um yeah. but I, I mean, I see this card like purely as kind of a combo like find your all in immediately and 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 you know go for it. you're not really playing this for like any specific kind of value, that being said, it is like you it is practice, so you can get it with uh with um what uh practice makes perfect.
0: I think it's I think it's a really tough sell unless you really want to get the two for one with Winnie. That's like the only saving grace for it, I think. Yeah, kind of kind of not super interesting. Move on to the next one.
2: Yeah, the next one and the last. Oh no, not the last one. I'm just kidding.
0: Yeah, yeah. So next next one, Dan. Yep. Uh, so we have level two manual dexterity. By the way, is this the first of the decks we talked about that has multiple skill cards? Like, the previous ones just had the upgraded core set skills, I think.
1: Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, so The first one has more than two, I think. Like, the other ones are a
0: reprint and upgraded. Oh, uh, maybe, maybe reprints, yeah. But anyway, so we have uh, level two manual dexterity. It's a skill. It has three agility icons on it. It's innate and developed. Max one p- committed per skill test. If this test is successful, draw one card. Two cards instead if it succeeds by two or more. So very similar pattern to what we saw with upgraded uh visual slow, uh, sorry, upgraded uh, overpower and upgraded deduction. Um, sorry, upgraded perception, getting them all mixed up today. Uh, <laughs> it's not practice, so you can't do the overpowered practice makes perfect thing, draw a million cards, but uh still pretty good. You know, good for Winnie. Draw a lot of cards.
1: Forget yeah. what Talas's deck building is. Can he take
2: Oh yeah, he can take this. He can take zero to two and eight cards. Yep. That's kind of neat. Kind of if you're fun. doing like an evade-based stylus with like a bow or something like that, that'd be kind of cool. Is,
0: this, this, yeah.
2: is this Trish in the art for this? I, I have yeah. no idea who this is. Isn't Trish, like, does she have black hair?
0: I thought she so was she, a blonde no, rogue. Blonde.
2: doesn't look a doesn't lot a like she. her, but it's, it's the
0: only blonde rogue I can think of.
2: I mean, really, this any any card can be Trish, right? Isn't she like a special agent? That is she true. Leave, uh, she,
1: she's got actually, the, well, yeah, She's got the
2: whole uh, Mission Impossible like thing going this on. This is definitely Trish. She has blonde hair. She wears like a blue
1: trench coat. We and has, like,
0: we, we were just talking about how Winnie's in all these cards. It could actually be Trish, in Winnie just <laughs> uh, surprise all Trishes. Well, let's let, let's move on. If you want to read the next one, Dane.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So next card is Nimble. Uh, this is a level zero skill. I think this was spoiled. Uh, Long before this deck came out, but uh, what uh, <laughs> it is one agility symbol on it. It is innate. Nate uh, for each point the skill succeeds by. After it resolves, you may immediately move to a connecting location to a maximum of three times. This is such a weird one. This is like, <laughs> like <laughs> this is crazy. like we're in we're in rogue country, folks.
0: <laughs> I, I do like, love the, the art because it's I just think like a it's, fun hangout stroll, you know
2: so there is a uh, back in the core set uh when they had like vicious blow deduction survivors had um i can't remember what the card was called but they had like their parallel to it was you commit uh it just commits for one um agility and then they get to move after they successfully evade something so this is like compare this to that where this is just like you can move three times to a connecting location that's kind of nuts right like that's like a lot of movement for one action
1: yeah, it gets interrupted if there's like an, well, it doesn't get interrupted, but if there's enemies in the way, they'll get to jump on you. They won't AOA, <laughs> That's actually kind of funny. I think <laughs> in the in the ridiculous combo decks that cycle
0: all in, I think that you could like cycle this too, and you could sort of like move around while you're comboing,
1: which might do some stuff. Oh, know. Yeah, something to this, think about. This definitely seems like a fun nonsense card. I, it's really yeah. hard for me to evaluate. Like, uh, you know objectively if it's good or bad it's going to be
0: very d- scenario dependent and situation dependent but yeah it, it could be really fun adaptable it in for certain scenarios probably um and it's like in you know in winning you just want cards that you can commit to get to commit two things to every test to draw cards right it, so like you, maybe you fit maybe you fit one or two of these in there it, yeah. it is
2: only an agility icon though so you can only use it on agility tests. That's
1: but
0: true. that's the
2: thing you can use it on any agility it's not just like when you're evading it so it's right. kind of cool
0: yeah, but it's just like if you're not using like the bow, like you can't use it on lockpicks, right? So
2: Yeah a sharpshooter. I don't Guys, know. Either, just
1: like,
2: either way, Reed uh Rita's just crying in the corner. Right? Like like this <laughs> is like Yeah, add, so, add
0: it add it to the larger of the two piles. Yeah, uh, don't don't worry, Silas could use it. So Yay, Silas. <laughs> Next card. <laughs> Uh, reprint reprint of Opportunist not exciting. Um, yeah, <laughs> I mean, uh, obviously, great Winnie card, right? Bad for everybody else. This good, is good. For yeah, them. this is like an
2: auto included yeah. Winnie. Yeah. like you yeah, just take this every uh, time. It
1: stacks with the succeed by whatever effects. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, absolutely. Uh,
0: so does this mean we're halfway through? We're halfway through. Let's immediately jump right into the it's mystic cards
1: directly. To the mystic cards. Hooray! Yeah. So uh, assets. Assets are first. Arcane Studies, uh, level 4. Uh, so we've seen level 0 and level 2 of this in uh, the Core Set and Return to Core Set. Um, this one is cost 2. It has 2 willpower and 2 intellect icons on it. It's a talent. Uh, it has uses, 2 resources, Replenish these resources at the start of each round. Free trigger, spend 1 resource from your uh, resource pool or from Arcane Studies you get plus 1 willpower or plus 1 intellect for this skill test. Hmm. Uh, compared to the originals, the level zero, neither one of the other two has the recurring two resources on it, and uh, the level two one costs zero to play though to start. So, uh, uh, so we saw
0: is, is the it bas- It's basically like guardians and mystics got an upgraded version of the corset talent, and the other three classes got downgraded versions of the Dunwich talents.
1: Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. yeah. That is okay. what happened. Interesting. Uh, it's well, I think it's because keen uh it's kind of hard to downgrade because it's kind of eh and, and blood uh, pact is hard to do anything with <laughs> uh, man I mean, why did
0: they
2: do that i want to i want to level zero should, it should pack. have been
0: like put half of a doom on it to get uh, plus half
1: to that skills man, uh, and the that's theme,
2: what the needs man
1: the, the theme of the jacqueline deck has nothing to do with doom i don't know if any of these cards yeah and, that's fair that's stuff. so yeah. they're all about manipulating icon or manipulating uh chaos tokens so, that's so blood, it makes more yeah. sort of sense blood here. pact we so, love you even if nobody else does <laughs> so i've i've forgotten what we said about the guardian one uh i feel like we said it was pretty all right yeah uh, pretty, cost, cost four experience that's a lot um so maybe like a later game upgrade mystics also um, tend to be even
0: less rich than guardians maybe
1: yeah but but this does this is a recurring two resources so you can use it every turn as like a guts if you want or a perception or split it up yeah uh, to
2: to get you over like that one, maybe you're like one below the goodwill threshold to pass on whatever the hardest token is. Yeah, yeah these are like two super relevant icons, right? Like, especially well, for mystics. Like, it's like if you're Luke and you want to play this, can you play this uh, on? No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, yeah, you yeah, play yeah. Luke. yeah, Luke can I, be okay. Intellect is rest, less relevant, I think, in general.
1: There are some mystics that have high intellect that's that's the thing right like the whole point of being a mystic
0: is you just go crazy and crank your will up and you ignore all your other stats right so like you don't really need this you'd be better off just having like things just a static boost like just play like uh crystal the pendulum or like uh holy rosary or just anything the tarot card just anything that boosts just your will but like statically for every test that's kind of what you want not this right
2: Yeah, I mean, like, there is an offshoot, though, of, like, mystics who want to use, like, get both use of their will and their book. Like, Marie was the first. We've got Norman. We've got somebody coming out soon, Gloria, who has both, like, a four and a five. We've got Luke, who has a four and a three, both reasonable. Just
1: just as a Norman, just because he does use his intellect. uh, Yeah.
2: Yeah. Norman's a pretty solid
0: choice for this, I guess.
1: So. Uh, I would say not
0: like a general purpose. Like everyone should play a mystic card though. So
1: yeah, yeah, that's fair.
0: Uh, Should we move on to the next one? Let's do it. So we have, uh, we have, wow, we have one, two, three new versions of a new card called Azure flame. So the, the level zero version, I'll try to explain this as, as concisely as we can. The level zero version is a three cost asset with one combat icon. It's a spell. It says uses four charges Action, spend one charge, fight. This attack uses willpower instead of combat and deals plus one damage. If an Elder Sign plus one or zero token is revealed during this attack, take one damage, uh, and it takes up an arcane slot. So you may have noticed uh, that that is almost exactly the same as shriveling. The difference is that the penalty is instead of drawing a spooky token, you take a horror, you draw a good token, you take a damage. Um, And then the level three and level five versions of this are the same transformation basically applied to the level 3 and level 5 versions of shriveling. So the level 3 version, you get plus 2 willpower, it gets a a will icon, Uh, and then the level 5 version, you get plus 3 willpower, you deal plus 2 damage, but the penalty if you draw one of the good tokens is you take 2 damage. So think of this as basically just shriveling, but replace spooky token with good token, and replace 1 horror with 1 damage, or 2 horror with 2 damage.
2: People were talking about this for a very long time. Like, where do we get our second set of shrivelings? Like I would be exactly you, what they delivered. Because <laughs> you can now much much like guardians
0: often play like four weapons, you can now be a mystic and play like four shrivelings. Okay? Oh
2: yeah. Yeah. Suddenly now I mean, we have Withering before kind of like a borderline like like replacement for a shriveling for a little while. Now we've actually got like you can play two Azure Flames, two um, Shrivelings, and then just like you, now you can just fight forever. And if, and if
0: you're playing <laughs> cool. if you're playing expert for some reason, there's like fewer Elder Sign plus one and zero tokens,
1: right? I mean, even in standard, I think there's fewer usually fewer Elder plus one zeros than there are spooky symbols.
0: But on the other hand, you might really not want to take damage as a Mystic if you don't have to,
1: right? Damage yeah, is the really like, big thing here. I think this, this, I think this will fire off less the penalty, but it, uh, it's a it's a worse penalty. So, yeah, well, exactly, and, and
0: especially if you are playing things like Seal of the Seventh Sign, or like if you are trying to draw the Elder Sign as much as possible, like if you are Mateo or something, then that for makes it.
1: this a lot worse. Right? But, right, but this is great for decks where you are like trying to draw spooky symbols for whatever reason, uh, like Do maybe you, in gym or something. I don't know, because yeah. uh, so we're like we're using token manipulation to trying to get all spooky symbols to trigger other effects. That's a good point.
2: Yeah, Jim's actually a very good point, too, because Jim can treat his Elder Sign like a skull, so the Elder Sign effect doesn't yeah. actually
0: and, work, right? And Jim, so Jim, it's not that he treats a skull like a zero token, it's that he sets the modifier to zero on skulls, right? Right. Okay, so he doesn't, yet, so it's, he doesn't
1: like, yeah, he So if it's like an effect that's like, oh, you take a damage off the skull, he doesn't get to ignore that.
0: I, I think the bottom line is, like, a lot of decks are going to play two shrivelings and two of these if you're making just a pure combat mystic, and for everybody else, you kind of have options. You can, based on how much health and sanity your character has, based on what campaign you're doing and what tokens are in the bag, based on you know other cards you're playing, like are you playing Seal of the Seventh Sign or something like that, you can decide which one you like better. And that's pretty cool because they are almost the same card, but with like just a little bit of a spin on it.
2: Yeah, no, very, very happy with these yeah cool. it also gives you like
1: the full set of shriveling because the original three shrivelings were not all in the course right that's a good no point they too. were not yeah you had yeah. to buy
0: like so two the... different out of print packs not out of print permanently but like two different packs that go in and out of print to get plus
1: that so only has one copy <laughs> yeah way. that's that's also true yeah <laughs> so this is a great way to immediately get a full set of like
2: hotback cards that's a really, really <laughs> good point. yeah yeah yeah
1: for sure
0: Uh, Let's move on, though, to a very similar set of cards, if you want to read this.
2: Yay! Clairvoyance! So this is exactly the same as we were talking about here with Azure Mm. Flame. A little bit of a difference, though. Um, Mystics were struggling with a way to to find clues for a while. We've got Clairvoyance here. Level 4 asset, uh, commits for 1 intellect. Uses three charges, spend one charge, investigate. Investigate using uh, will instead of intellect. If you succeed, discover one additional clue at this location. And then it has the, um, the uh, if you get an Elder Sign plus one or zero token, uh, you take one horror. And then the it has a level three and level five version, very similar to Azure Flame. Level three version, you get plus two will for this test. Um, and then level five version, you get plus three will for this test. Discover two additional clues, but also take two horror as the uh, repercussion for drawing a, a good thing. Um, so very similar track here to Azure Flame, but very actually different than Rite of Seeking. Rite of Seeking uh, did cost for the bad effect, though was like almost like turn breaking, where like you you have to play it, you have to investigate with it on your last action or you lose all, like, the remaining actions. Oh. Some, like, if you draw that, it's just so bad.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, but, but a lot of times it was kind of okay. Like, a lot of times it would be like, do something else, move to a new location, right, play right, use right of Seeking. I mean, sometimes it's yeah. annoying, but other times it was like, yeah, it's sort of fine.
2: But and, um, I mean, I'm seeing somebody
1: try Rite and Rite hit it, is- it once, and you just can't. Yeah, yeah, you can play right of Seeking. Uh, this
2: also costs more experience than right of Seeking, though. Yeah, because right uh, of Seeking so is 0, seeking-
0: 2, and 4. This is zero three 3, and 5.
2: Yeah, the, the drawback last, for Rite of Seeking, of course, gets more expensive. Right. Yeah, the last stage costs five. But that's because they couldn't
1: actually make the downside worse. The downside was already <laughs> to lose all the rating actions. Yeah, I, yeah. I, oh
0: yeah. I, it's similar to Azure Flame. If you're doing like a full on, just I'm only trying to get clues, maybe you play this and Rite of Seeking. Otherwise, you can kind of pick between them. Like, if you, Maybe you're like, oh, I'm Agnes, I'm kind of okay taking horror because I might be able to ping stuff, or I have Peter, yeah. so you'd rather have this. Uh, if you're playing on expert mode, maybe you play this because you you don't you have more spooky tokens than good tokens uh you know, on the other hand, maybe you're like, well, actually, I don't really want to take extra horror if I don't have to and actually, I think I can play around the right of seeking thing then maybe play right of seeking so
2: yeah, yeah. you've yeah. got options because,
1: uh, horror is also less scary for most mystics because they
2: usually have more yep. uh, yeah yeah no this is this is I think a very good seeking card for. Me. Very happy to see this all, alongside, like, six ends and stuff. So, and
1: same benefit as the Zero Flame. You don't need to buy the Dunwich Cycle yep. <laughs> to find <laughs> yeah. all the pieces of it. So Also true. The art, I think, is a little boring. It's just, like, some smoke
0: yeah. coming out of a thing. Like, I like the idea of it. I just wish there was more happening in it, maybe, like a is background. It
1: not, is there not, like, spooky stuff happening in the smoke? maybe is, something. but it's, like, very nah, small. I I just like, man, there's,
0: like, like, birds. There's birds.
2: There's birds. I wish, like a yeah. butterfly I, I wish there was maybe birds.
0: like some kind of like weird magical person like looking into it like oh, or something you know just hey, give, me, <laughs> give
1: me give me give me we already got a, too much of that man
0: give me a character <laughs> I can root for in the art that's what I'm asking for
1: um, <laughs> all right um, time to move on next next card oh, oh, crystal pendulum Ben's favorite card uh, all right this this is a cost two asset with one willpower icon it's an item and a charm it gives uh, plus one willpower. Uh, Reaction after a skill test at your location begins. Exhaust crystal pendulum. Name a number. If that this test succeeds by that number or fails by that number, draw one card. Takes up the accessory slot. Mm. Yeah. So I played this. We in our recent stream lands. I was trying to use this in Luke, uh, and I got like one or two cards off it every time. But I wasn't playing any token manipulation nonsense really in Luke. Um, so I was basically just always saying like whatever the highest odds. Uh, token was when i used it
0: it's a cool card you have to make a spreadsheet while, while you're playing so that you know what number to pick uh, or you can play bad cards with premonition but obviously a spreadsheet is the cool way to do it uh and potentially potentially it could draw you a bunch of cards
1: if you you know do some math so that's cool i, I mean even when you do the math like i think i think you need to be doing other nonsense to
0: Well, no, but I mean, like, if you use this every turn, it's going to draw you a card like it once every three or four turns, which is like, you just have to ask the question, is that enough of an upside over the two horror that you can put on Holy Rosary, you know?
2: Mm -hmm. I mean, like, if if you're getting let's let's say hypothetically, you got this three turns in a row, right after you played it. That's like, that's like fantastic, right? We were talking about like how great Lucky Cigarette case. That's like basic Cigarette case, like, like, plus it gives you a will. This yeah, card, like I, I used mean, it specifically in Jackie, and with Jackie's ability, it's absolutely great. And with like Scrying Mirror and stuff like that, you really just have to just make sure that you you know like what um, uh, like, what, what the math would be depending on where you are versus where the test is. I mean, we'll talk about Scrying Mirror, but this one you have to name it before you trigger Scrying Mirror, I
1: think. But I think with token manipulation, it, it's a lot better. I yeah, just you, by. It's a hard harder sell. If, if
0: you're playing those types of cards, it's definitely good. Like you should play it over Holy Rosary. But if you're not playing those types of cards, I'm just saying like if you don't, if you're not close to going insane, it's probably still better than Holy Rosary, right? Because it might draw you at least a couple cards. Yeah. At the yeah, expensive at
1: the expense of having to do math, which obviously is you know, I guess I guess maybe I don't like it because like most it'll draw you a card like every three or four turns if you've done the math right. But that means
2: it doesn't draw your card more times than not, and that doesn't feel as good. Uh, I, I love this card. I think, it's, it's I think it feels great when you when you predict like something well. You're like, yes, I got another card
1: off of it. It's great when you get it, but like most of the time you're not going to get it. Well, just because of how, how the math works. Yeah, but, yeah. If you,
0: but if you play Holy Rosary, it's like you always guessed wrong. And then you, and then you put one horror on it, and then you try to tell yourself yeah, but, that that's better. But it's not. <laughs>
1: all right whatever fine yeah, let's let, let's move on uh who's let's turn talk is about it? cats it's your turn dan talk okay. about this cat uh
0: hello cat uh we have a card called familiar spirit uh it's a one cost asset level zero it has a willpower icon on it it's an ally a creature and a summon first summon maybe probably not it says you have one additional arcane slot which can only be used to hold a spell asset it has one uh health and one sanity and it takes out the ally slot oh oh we were feeling so good about it until then right at the end uh, yeah. I it's just rough to use up your ally slot. I think, right?
1: Yeah, you have
2: to really, really want to have three spells. <laughs> it's, it's a little tough. Yeah. yeah. There, Plus, I mean, I like it I, when you're comparing, like, compare this to sign magic, where sign magic costs three to play, and takes up a hand slot, which is like that's fine. Basically, then. as valuable as as like an ally. Well, maybe I mean, not as valuable for, as for, for like, mystics. But for mystics, yeah, like like there are so many good. Uh, allies, David Renfield, you got like arcane initiates that you want to put in your ally slots. I could see like if you're just going straight for a charisma really quickly and you want like three mystic slots because there are a lot of good spells now, right? Like there are a lot of really cool things that you can be playing in, in your mystic decks, and this is like, a very cheap way to afford them. So maybe in a if you can like draw as reliably as arcane initiate, like maybe in like Dexter who can also play, um. Uh, no, Lucky cigarette case, things like that. Like you can kind of for that, you could consider playing this.
0: Yeah, maybe. It. it uh, I think it's a tough sell, but like maybe you could think about it. It's nice. To, it's, it's nice so to have the
1: option. Yeah, it's vulnerable to all those encounter cards that like deal damage directly right to your allies. Yep. which means yeah, you yeah, get a spot. Which may mean you lose a spell. Be-
0: <laughs> before we move on, one question for rules master Ben. Suppose, oh. uh, suppose I am using a right of seeking. Uh, the, the new one that is, uh, I'm using some spell that deals me horror if I pull a spooky token. I pull a spooky token. I put the horror on this. Now I have fewer spell slots than I used to have. Fewer arcane slots. I have to get rid of one of them, right? I get rid of the the spell that the, the arcane slot item that I activated to do this test. Do you, I still uh, I still continue doing the test, right? Because it's like yeah
1: yeah, yeah you s- still would continue resolving that effect. That's pretty cool. I would like it if that happens. <laughs> <laughs> Because like you would like, you would like it if you strategically kill this cat to get your third ally slot asset slot when it had no charges on it. It's got that's nine there. lives. It's fine. It'll be back.
2: It's a spirit um, man. It's really yeah. The title, it's a summon. Okay. Which yeah. by the way, the first summon, I think was the uh, the dog, right? The dog that takes up an ally. And... Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's,
1: that's a much cooler card because there's like weird awkward ways to get around having the weakness in your deck, and it's fun.
0: Any, <laughs> anything else to say about this cat, or should we move on to? Yeah.
2: Moving on to a card right. that we, we fondly remember from the core set. Yeah, We've go got on. Grotesque Statue, a uh, uh, downgraded Grotesque Statue, level 2. Um, it now has, instead of a wild icon, it has a will and an agility. Still an item and event relic. It uses three charges as opposed to four, and uh, everything else is pretty much the same. So if it has no char- charges, you discard it. When you would reveal a, to- a chaos token, you spend one charge, reveal two chaos tokens instead of one, choose one of those tokens to resolve, and ignore the other. So again, more Chaos Token ma- Manipulation, ways that you can succeed test.
0: Still takes up a hand slot, and the cost went up to three,
2: right? Oh, that is true. I didn't, I didn't notice the cost. Thank you. Yeah, um, still pretty solid, right? I mean, even for, for three tests. If it were two tests, I'd be like a little leery about it, but like, three tests is still pretty pretty great.
0: Yeah, that's it's still pretty solid. Um, too bad that it costs more, but it's still a good card. Mm-hmm.
2: Well, because it's all two, it gives people that have the 0-2 Mystic access to it now if they want. That is very big, Just, yes. That is it's true. Nice. Yeah, and suddenly like Patrice can use this, other good people who can splash Mystic. <laughs> Daisy even, oh.
1: although I think her her hands are probably carrying books. Yeah, she can only carry books. Who else is a Buzz Mystic? Safina. Safina. Safina might yeah. like it.
0: Upcoming yeah. Sister Mary, probably, we think,
1: right? Uh, I don't remember. They I feel do, like she would
0: probably don't. rather like ban this from the local library than hold it and carry it around. <laughs> but, uh, you know, we'll see.
1: No, I think
2: it's great. Um, token manipulation is always a, a treasure. Agnes can play it with scavenging. That's that's kind of on the radar for me now. I'm a fan of scavenging now. Very excited about this.
0: <laughs> S- Settle down. Settle down, Dan. Agnes could play the original one, play. too. Yeah, uh, no, it, it's it's great. I mean, the reason this card's so great is because you—it's like one of the few things that can really protect you from the auto fail, right? Which oh, is yeah. which is cool, and sure. and it doesn't just do that, like defiance or something. Well, even defiance doesn't. I mean, it, it doesn't just do that. It also protects you from just like drawing a bad token. So yeah, pretty pretty yeah, cool. minus
1: five. Get rid of them.
0: Let's uh, let's move on.
1: Yeah. All right. Uh, so here we have another set of three uh, assets in ineffable truth um have you guys ever effed yeah. the truth before have you, guys, have you guys ever seen the truth be effed i i see it happen a lot actually we live okay. in our society right that's we do, we do live in a society i've, I've heard people say that <laughs> people don't like the truth too often uh so this is a cost three asset with one julia icon on it. it's a spell uses three charges Action: Spend one charge. Evade. This evasion attempt uses willpower instead of agility. If you succeed, deal one damage to the evaded enemy. If a Elder Sign plus one or zero token is revealed during this evasion attempt, lose one resource. The upgraded versions are: we have a level three that gains a willpower icon and gains you get plus two willpower for this evasion, and level five that gains a willpower and an agility, uh, and is now you get plus three willpower for this evasion. If you succeed, deal two damage, uh, and if you draw one of those tokens, you lose two resources, and they all, of course, take up the uh, spell slot or arcade slot. So this is interesting.
2: Very different, right, from the other uh, the EV type cards? It
0: diverges more from Mists of Relia than the other new triple spell yeah, things we've seen diverged from Rite of Seeking and Shriveling.
2: It, it follows the exact
1: upgrade yeah. pattern of the other two, the clairvoyance and uh, their flame. But, but uh
0: instead of getting extra f- charges it has a it has what I think they thought of as like a potentially more useful ability that it does damage but like I mean being able to move with uh, miss of Relia is actually pretty great sometimes yeah exactly
2: a lot of the time uh, like you can put it miss in your deck and like not you're not necessarily worrying about like the damage part of it because you can deal that somehow or one of your friends can deal it
0: yeah this
2: is like this is um uh Lightning light right Lightning light as a spell, as like a yeah, pre-
0: pretty much. Well, and also Captain Furness mentions uh, someone's going to accidentally murder pit vipers with this. Good point, right? Like <laughs> yeah. th- th- that's the issue. Is in Forgotten Age, you have things that you very badly
1: don't want to kill. So right, I mean, but in general stuff you evade, you might also want to slowly kill. So I think in yeah, like in, in solo decks, or can you
0: use this together with um, the cheap shot or something? Like you know, in certain decks, I mean, I, I don't right. think that's a, I don't think that's amazing, but.
1: I mean, it might be nice if you use this to like evade and do a damage, to, like a three health enemy, and then either you shrivel it to finish it off, or you know your guardian picks up next turn or something.
2: Yeah, it's a good idea. Yeah. The thing
0: that's cool yeah. about mist though is because you want to evade a little bit less than shriveling, and th- then you want to like use shriveling. So you can usually like, having like five charges on the upgraded one is just so great because it's like yeah. you just yeah. play it. You know you're gonna never have to play another one, and you're probably gonna use like exactly all five in a lot of scenarios. Yeah. So also cheaper. Uh, oh, yeah, that's a good point, too. Yeah, you know what? Honestly, I just think I would always take miss over this.
1: Yeah, it costs yeah. less experience as well, right? Misses this is, 0-2-4, this is isn't it? Maybe. I think you'd yeah. be right about that.
0: Yeah, I and, and I mean, I guess the penalty for this, the penalty for miss is just that you... What's the penalty on miss? You discard a card? Discard a card? You choose and discard a card, and the penalty of this is, like, lose resources. I mean, both can be bad, but I think they're not that different from each other. Yeah, I, I I just think Mists is a pretty good card. I'd probably just play mists.
2: Yeah, I mean, again, the big the big boon here is that you get all in one, day, right? Like this is yeah. again the big boon for for all these things.
0: F F the truth. Just don't don't even worry about it. Just go ahead and F it. Um, all right, let's move on. Yep. Um. Uh, we have a reprint of ritual candles, and then afterwards we have uh, two uh, we have two new versions of a new card called robes of endless night. This is a three-cost asset. The level zero version um, has one agility icon. It is an item in clothing, and it says, Reaction, when you play a spell card, exhaust Robes of Endless Night. Reduce the cost of that card by one, and it has two health on it, and it takes up the body slot. The level two version is similar, but the cost goes from three down to two. It gains a willpower icon, and it also says, uh, during its reaction ability when you play a card, it says, playing that card does not provoke attacks of opportunity. And uh, pretty, pretty cool art, I would
1: say. It definitely has very good art. Uh, I yeah, I played this card a lot. I Played it in Streamlands, and I also played it a bit um, in another campaign. Um, it's great if you get it early, but it's like basically a dead card if you get it like mid game or late game because you probably already played most of your big cost spells.
0: Yeah, and it's uh, the level zero version is also just like a really big upfront cost. It is going to take a while to pay itself back. Probably,
1: I mean, in Luke, we are playing like a event heavy. Probably a lot of spells, or maybe in Safina or something. Mm. Uh, Like ideal, in theory, you're going to play enough spells that you'll pay it back over time. But if you get it halfway through the game, then you know maybe you're not going to actually play enough spells that make up the cost of having to pay three and an action to put it down.
0: Um, Does does Safina only have like five health, maybe, or something?
1: uh i don't remember what sabina has i feel like she's low health so
0: because if she yeah if she only has five or six right, yeah.
1: she's five or nine
0: yeah then yeah. i mean that kind of maybe is like okay it also kind of maybe keeps her alive in some situations but she,
1: but she could take the leather coat now uh that's true she, which is two and fast for yeah. the same health soak but yeah. she does play lots of spells probably so
0: yeah it, it really depends yeah, she on plays the- a much more it, it depends how many spells you're playing. The playing the card doesn't provoke AOOs thing is just not super exciting because almost all spell events that aren't fast probably are like fight or investigate or evades. Um, yeah, it
1: doesn't too much.
0: Uh, there's probably a few examples, like Astral Travel maybe is maybe one, but...
2: Yeah, that's a good, that's a good example. Uh, yeah, I think that like, this card is interesting because it's not like burst. You know, it's not like cash or it's not like... Um, engage the Soul, where you get one spell, like basically completely for free, and then you're kind of on your own. It pairs nicely with those, but the the fact that you have to pay three for it up front also kind of detracts from that. So, like you're yeah, I think you're either playing like just playing this. There's another card that came up came out in this uh, in this pack that uh, that we're going to talk about soon. Um, that is also kind of like a candidate for Rogue or not Rogue. I'm sorry for for Mystic Economy. Um, this very different, like dimension in terms of like having to pay for things over the long term versus paying for things just like one thing up front for yeah. your rig.
0: I mean, that's the thing. Like, if you're comparing this to like Uncage, Uncage is probably going to save you like almost as much money as this, like in one shot, right? Is th- that's kind of the thing I keep comparing it to in my head.
1: But, yeah. yeah, as it like this. If you put this in your deck, it feels like a card you need to mulligan for because if you don't get it early, it's not good, right? So yeah, which is kind of a downside. If you have to hard roll for it to, to benefit strongly from it. so okay.
0: uh, Let's let's move on, though. So we have a three-cost asset called Scrying Mirror, level zero. It has an intellect icon on it. It is an item and a charm. It says, uses four secrets. Reaction, after a skill test to your location begins, exhaust Scrying Mirror and spend one secret. Perform the reveal chaos token step of the test now, before committing cards, instead of after committing cards. And it takes up a hand slot. Ben, are you sure that this can't be triggered uh, before the Pendulum? Because they both say, I think, after you begin a test, right? No, oh,
1: dang it. No, you can do it before the pendulum.
0: Oh, uh, that's kind of cool. Yeah, you can.
1: Oh, yeah, I thought, absolutely. I thought, this was, I thought this was before the reveal Chaos Token step, or before, before committing card step or something, but...
0: Because I think...
1: Uh, nope, yeah, that definitely call us the pendulum.
0: Art, art creepy, because it shows yeah. a guy, dead guy bleeding out, kind of kind of cool.
1: But, it's um, it, but it's, you're looking at it in the mirror, so it's the future. I assume the person looking in this mirror is that guy, so... So that what this uh,
0: actually does, leave, leaving aside other cards like the Crystal Pendulum, what this does is it prevents you from like overcommitting cards when you either would pass without needing them or would fail even if you committed them, right? And not yeah, just committing cards. Exactly. But also, if you're gonna like spend money on like a, a talent or something, it also kind of does that.
1: I assume it also lets you. Yeah, it lets you like pre-commit cards. Like you could commit defiance. Like you could use this, and even with level zero defiance, like oh, I'm gonna draw a skull, so I'll commit defiance level zero, make it useful, and definitely cancel it or whatever. I think um, it. I think it is one of
0: the better sort of like fortune telling, chaos bag manipulation cards compared to most of the other ones. Oh yeah. But I, I mean, I I think that it it might be hard for it to save you three resources and a hand slot worth of stuff over the course of four uses. Is my worry.
2: It is very awkward. You have to pair it with a lot of, like, really benefits. Like, we were just talking about Crystal Pendulum. Getting Crystal Pendulum in this out, like, turn one was, like, absolutely fantastic for me. Because, like, then you can just take tests and say, um, you know, I will, uh, I'll name, you know, whatever with it. Draw, like, five cards off of Crystal Pendulum. Or four cards, technically, from Crystal Pendulum in this. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's good value. Like, you just, the other dimension of this that's that's incredible is that the fact that it's, any investigation or any uh, test at your location, so it's not just you. So if you spend a whole turn just setting up, and somebody else like investigates or something like that, you can still support them. You know what I mean? So it's so. And crystal pendulum reads the same way too. It's after any skill yeah. test at your location begins. So you can the, still benefit from these cards even if you're not doing a
0: test. It, the combo of those two, this and crystal pendulum, is pretty cool. The and then there also there are some ways to put secrets back on it too. By the way, um, I think that's that, true. Yeah. That's- The thing that is a little bit rough, if you look at how Premonition works, like Premonition, you know what the token is before you even take an action. So with Premonition, you can, like, not, you know, attack with your flamethrower or whatever and use up an ammo if you know you're going to get tentacles. With this, like, you've already committed to spending the action. You've already paid the cost if you're, like, playing an event or you're, like, activating something that has charges or ammo on it. So you can't get that back. Um, But you at least maybe know, like, okay, we have to commit exactly this stuff to it.
1: I like it. It's a, it's a fun card and yeah it definitely yeah again it works
2: well with uh, Jackie.
1: yeah and well because with Jackie you can use her ability to draw she's looking at one or two extra tokens, two extra tokens I think right so it gives even better manipulation.
0: how uh, does that I mean do you really need that though like I mean I, I don't need I, it
1: combos with it
0: I mean they I know. they synergize if you a, want to be
1: absolutely clear that you're gonna have.
0: Yeah, I, I mean they, they synergize a little bit. It's just like I, I think they they're mostly kind of orthogonal. I think. I don't know. I have to think about it more.
1: Yeah. I mean, this doesn't protect you against the auto fail without other cards. Yeah. But otherwise, otherwise, I think it helps you pass a test almost guaranteed because you know you know exactly what to commit. You don't do Yeah, and
0: it, if if you're playing like if you're playing a, a not a mystic that's playing like Streetwise or something and relying heavily on that or Higher Education. Then this becomes powerful because it can save you a lot of money. So maybe it'll pay for itself eventually. Um, yeah, might might be cool. Uh, let's move on, though.
2: Moving yeah, on to the see. events.
1: Yep. Event time. Reprint of actual travel. So relevant for those yeah. robes.
0: Yep. There you go.
2: Uh, prophecy. Still, <laughs> so, still bad. Uh, yeah. But we got yeah. we got new hot stuff in here, right? With upgraded. Oh. Uh, Eldritch Inspiration. See, comboing with all of the token manipulation stuff is fun. I know Dan hates it,
1: but uh, I like it with token manipulation I'm, stuff. Look, but, yeah. Ian,
0: I'm a pair of floating cubes in the ether right now. I've transcended hate of <laughs> Earth cards.
1: All right. I assume Dane forfeited his chance to read a card, uh, so I'm going to go ahead and read this. Uh, Eldritch Inspiration. Uh, we got level one version of it. Uh, zero cost, zero, and it's event has a willpower and two intellect icons on it. Uh, it is a spirit and a spell. No, Dan- Dane in protest is turning to a dog. Great. Uh, it is fast. Play when you would resolve an effect on a mystic card that triggers when, if, or after a chaos token is revealed. Either cancel that effect or resolve it an additional time. Uh, the original version only triggered when a spooky symbol was revealed. and um, had one less in like gone. So it's definitely is. Has more use cases, I guess, than the uh, the original. This um, almost feels like this should have just been an errata, maybe. Uh, yeah, um, I mean, it, like,
0: I mean, it is only one extra XP, so it's not like it's a huge cost. But this could have just been an errata on the original card, right? Uh,
1: I mean, they, they don't really want to actually errata cards that drastically. Uh, I mean, this, been like a tab thing, isn't, but, isn't.
0: I mean, this is almost <laughs> just like a. I feel like, like, new players that aren't used to, like, the technicalities of card games would just assume that it already basically applied to those effects.
2: Yeah, like, what is the difference here? Like, what are what are examples of cards that fire off one version versus firing off of, like, not firing off of the level zero? I mean, if the if
1: or after... Well, this triggers off of any token effect, not just the spooky symbols, and it triggers if oh, or after yeah. as well as win. the original was just win in spooky symbols. Oh, well, wait a minute, so...
0: Does it have to be after a specific chaos token is revealed, or can it be like
1: any chaos token? So even so, if any, any, any the, card that triggers off a chaos token being revealed.
0: So like so like that rogue card that's like play after a chaos token is revealed. If it's negative, make it a positive modifier or something. Yeah, I don't know yeah, how I mean, you would. I don't know how you would resolve that in yeah, additional time. But
1: if, if there was a mystic version of that, yeah, then you'd use it. Yeah, right. But like like I think the reason they this in this is because the regular. <laughs> Uh, the regular Eldritch Inspiration doesn't work on all the spells that came yep. with this pack. Yeah. Uh, well, this version does. <laughs> <laughs> so, because this, it, this, the, all the spells that came with this pack are triggers off of if and not spooky symbols. So, I think it's the main reason. Yes. Uh, but, but it also trigger This also triggers off of grotesque statue, I think, because this is when you would be able to chaos token on grotesque statue. So you could can... trigger on that to resolve grotesque statue twice if you wanted. <laughs> Which uh, does nothing. Yeah. Let's I mean, so draw three tokens instead of two. Uh,
0: uh, yeah. I mean, I think still a pretty limited card, but uh, at least now it kind of like does what the original version probably should have. So,
2: yeah. yeah.
0: And it's only one XP, the most important
2: and it's free. part of the card is just that, uh, that Calvin can play it. <laughs> Great,
0: really, really good.
1: Um, to use all the well, Mystic cards. Well, yep. and
0: it's and it's a spell event, so it triggers things, and it has two book icons. So, like in a Jacqueline solo deck, you know you probably need something like this. So,
2: maybe yeah, uh, yeah.
0: yeah. Let's uh, let's let's just move on then.
2: Uh, uh, hypnotic gaze. Uh, so yeah. this is a, uh, we got a reprint of Hypnotic Gaze level zero, uh, but we also got the upgraded version level two. Um, which is one less, so it's uh, two costs, two resources, and it is um, it has an additional agility icon, so it has one combat and two agility icons on it. Uh, spell fast, play when an enemy attacks, investigate, cancel the attack, then reveal a random caster from the bag if it has a spooky symbol on it. Uh, deal damage to the attacking enemy equal to its damage or horror. So mm. this is a kind of a big upgrade from the original one, which only did. Um, the attacking damage, the attacking damage, attacking enemies damage to itself. That was very hard.
1: To type. <laughs> so like, so like if an enemy just
2: did horror, you couldn't use this to damage them. Yeah. The individual, which was kind of, kind of lame. Suddenly Yux um, at, at, uh, Be- 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 beyond space and time is dealing five damage to himself. It, Pretty it, cool. Uh,
0: it does kind of, uh, I mean, it making, going from three to two is a big deal. Cause now it's like only one more expensive than dodge, which is kind of good. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, uh, it's it's still, like, I don't know, you have to have the... Maybe in, like, a very combat mystic deck where you're kind of expecting to have an enemy on you because your job is to get monsters off people. Uh, sure. could, could be pretty solid now, I think, once you've upgraded your more important things.
2: Yeah, I get... I think that, you know, pairing these two together and the and slide-by-slide is definitely the, the right call. Pairing level 2 Hypnotic Gaze with Eldritch Inspiration is kind of cool because you can deal with enemies to... like, if they have, like, 3 horror or 4 horror value... You can just deal that, like, eight to them in two cards. Pretty yeah, cool. that's
0: that's kind of living the dream. Um, I, I do think, just just keep in mind that, like, again, it's tempting to think of this as, like, oh, yeah, it's so cool. I'm going to, like, reflect the damage back at it. Remember, you have to draw a spooky token for that. So yeah. even, I mean, it's a little easier with, like, Jacqueline and, like, a, a grotesque statue and stuff like that. But even still, it's, like, half the time, at least, this is just going to be a dodge. But right. dodge, dodge is an okay card. And it's obviously probably Diana plays it, right? So. Yeah, that's true. yeah. yeah uh well the the rotation has been as uh, much like the truth all left up but uh i'm I'm just going to go ahead and i'm going to read the next card which is called parallel fates it's a zero cost event uh, level zero has one uh, wild icon on it it is an augury and it says look at the top four cards of the encounter deck reveal a random token from the chaos bag if it has a skull cultist tablet elder thing or auto fail symbol shuffle those cards into the encounter deck otherwise return them to the top of the encounter card uh, the, sorry otherwise return them to the top of the encounter deck in any order
1: and the art is an old lady with some string and she's very creepy i'm trying to figure out if eldritch inspiration level one works on this or the last card because no i think it doesn't because those it's, it's like if when or after a chaos Dragon is revealed but this is reveal a token. And then, if it has a symbol on it, do something. It would be different. It would Isn't be too that,
0: yeah. mentally annoying to try to figure out what it would mean to resolve this again. Anyway, like uh, yeah, so, yeah, so, if, so. So you look at the top four. If you get a, a special symbol, you get to shuffle them back into the encounter deck. Otherwise, you just rearrange them,
2: right? Yeah. So I mean, w- what are the comparisons here? You've got um, uh, like first watch ish. First watch, exact. Yeah, except it's not fast. <laughs> yeah. Hey, it's He's a card for it's a card for Gloria to use.
1: Uh, Let <laughs> me go well that <laughs> Yeah, uh, I Yeah,
0: I I can't, I can't think, think of any existing Mystic deck where I play this. Yeah,
1: it's I'd rather just have hard. like I'd just have a ward or whatever. Um, yeah, yeah. I really I, want to use my token manipulation cards to like boost the chance of not using some boldness.
2: I'd rather yes, use those on an actual
1: thematic card.
2: But it's yeah. kind of a tough sell in terms of like it being something that I spend an action doing. on. Um,
0: it it fits in with the theme of some of the spooky, mystic stuff that's in this deck. Uh, just maybe, maybe if you're playing this deck out of the box, maybe one of the first things you'd want to upgrade out of. Yeah. Uh, let's move on to a more interesting card, though, Dane. Dane.
2: Recharge. So uh, this card we can, we had a uh, version. Now we're getting a level four version. Um, so it's a uh, still level zero. Uh, I'm sorry. Um, cost zero. Level four. Uh, three will icons on it, as opposed to the two that we saw previously. Uh, choose a spell or relic asset controlled by an investigator at your location and reveal a random token from the Chaos Defag. If you reveal a spooky t- symbol, uh, add one charge to the chosen asset. Otherwise, add four charges to the chosen asset. Um, so this is like kind of like Contraband, but for spells, kind of... C- compared to the original one, it was if you get a spooky
0: token, then you have to discard it; otherwise, you add three charges to it.
1: Which yeah, discarding it was really bad. Oh uh, yeah, uh, yeah. To it. <laughs> um, this is definitely stronger. It's, it's four experiences, a lot. But this one you can use upgraded eldritch inspiration on to uh, double the. Effect. Yay! <laughs> I mean, I well,
0: both of, both of them you could. It's just that you needed the upgraded eldritch inspiration.
1: You no, know, the original one was triggers only win,
0: not if. Well, so. no, 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 no. What I am saying is, you need upgraded no. Eldritch Inspiration, but it works on oh, either yeah.
1: of these cards. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh,
0: I mean, this um, is cool because the worst the worst case scenario for this is you get you only get one charge, which is like that alone wouldn't be a good enough card, but it's a pretty good consolation prize. Compared yeah, to yeah. The, the consolation prize with the previous one was you're fired. You discard your shrivel. <laughs> you know, like that, that, that was worse.
2: Yeah, I, I really wish this was, like, fast or something. Like, I, I just want, like, a little more oof on this because there are, there's, like, you got Twila now who's an ally who can, like, keep your spells charged. I, um,
0: I would totally play this over Twila, though, because Twila takes up an ally slot and costs, yeah. costs, costs a bunch of money, costs about as much XP, and uh, and this one, it's just great because you can play like, if you're playing a kind of a hybrid mystic deck, you play like two Rites of Seeking or or uh, whatever it is, Clairvoyance. You play like two Shrivelings or Azure Flames. You play like one or two of these and it's like whichever thing you used up most, you can play this on it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I like got, it. And it's got three will symbols if you really need that.
1: Uh, Captain yeah. Bet- chat, you could use this to recharge uh, the Pendant of the Queen that is very true oh
2: because it's relics i was just thinking about that i was like what oh, yeah rather that you know also
1: archaic glyphs
0: you can do a lot of nonsense with this in groups yeah and my yeah. my like preferred three-handed team is like mark mandy or, like mark either mandy or daisy and like agnes and there
2: there's a lot of stuff you can do you know
0: yeah,
2: yeah that is true you could you could even do like we just statue, right or empty vessel yeah yeah wow oh, stuff right? happening with the recharge yeah Cool.
1: It's powerful, but it does cost a lot, so you definitely need to you know, yeah. factor it. Well, in, in XP, but it's free. It doesn't cost any money.
2: Yeah.
0: You're you're just mad because the robes doesn't save you any money on it.
2: Well, here's the yeah. thing. If, if um, you get recharge level two, and then you also have um, research, you can upgrade it free. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yep.
1: But then you'd have to have these level two recharge unit. Yeah, for a
0: while. that doesn't sound great to me. That sounds sort of bad.
1: Well, uh, no, actually, uh, if you buy level two research first, level two recharge first, and then immediately upgrade it with your free do- discount. This,
0: fine. I think we've we've set a new record for the number of dumb rules interactions that we've had to talk about this, this <laughs> well, episode. Related it news: It's really late. We have to finish talking <laughs> right. about these cards.
1: So, uh, so voice of Ra. hooray, hooray! hooray. Zero, zero event cost zero one willpower icon. It's a spell. Gain one resource. Reveal three random tokens from the cast bag for each uh, skull, Cultist tablet, other thing, or auto-fail symbol revealed. Gain additional two resources. This is actually the resource card. <laughs> as part of the resource cycle. Oh, yeah. For the um, and which, I should have done the math on this. If you're not using any token manipulation, is this, does this usually give you three or more? I mean, isn't the... Perfect the
0: typical standard bag is like 15 tokens and you have like, well, like two skulls, two cultists, a tablet, uh, a a tablet. You have like, maybe like six out of like 15 are
1: spooky. Yeah. It's very campaign dependent and also difficulty wise, but uh, yeah, probably like 30, 40% of your bags, at least be symbols. So like Mm -hmm. if, if 40% of your,
0: of your bag is the symbols, like, I mean, the thing is you're probably going to hit at least one of them. So this is probably going to be a cash. And like sometimes probably more often, more often than when this is just gaining you one resource it's going to give you like five and most of the time it's going to give you like three
1: yeah so it's kind of a fun gamble card if you if you want you can use some of your token manipulation stuff on it to boost the resource gain especially with jacqueline
0: where it's like it's it's yeah. not really costing you anything other than you're using it once per turn
1: yeah i mean and the voice of raw takes an action though to get money but yeah it's just a cash so and, and, but it has a symbol on it there so exactly commit. Yeah, it, it, it seems fun. Like, I think if
0: you're playing... If you can play this instead of a cash, it seems, like, more fun, and it's, like, probably about as good or better. So,
1: you know. Yeah. Yeah,
2: I like it. It's yeah, this is mostly. kind of exactly, like, what we were talking about a long time ago, where we want, like, alternatives to cash. Like, we kind of got it in... Uncage um, of the Soul, but, like, this... You... If you hit, like, a... Um, two tokens on this, you get five resources. That is, like... <laughs> that is like a, not sure gamble, um, hot streak, right? Yeah. That's yeah. like crazy. And then you get three just like miraculously. Generally speaking, like with Jackie, I was able to get like uh, five pretty consistently. Like like two thirds of the time I'd get five and then maybe one time it'd just be a cash. Um, that could also potentially, so Jackie's ability, her Elder Sign, you cancel her Elder Sign, you can draw a card, which is crazy. So sometimes you can just, like this could be just like a cash plus, which is kind of cool.
0: Do, uh, do keep in mind, I mean, I, I don't usually put those cards anyway, but if you are trying to seal tokens, usually the tokens that you seal are, like, these tokens. Like, usually you're sealing, like, the Elder thing, or, like, a Bad Skull. So that makes this worse. So just maybe be aware of that. Yeah. Uh, on the other hand, like, uh, Mateo sealing the Elder sign makes it better, right? Or sealing the, uh, the what is it, the sealing Jewel, uh, jewel of the Elder sign or something? The thing that seals, like, one of the good tokens? <laughs> those, those all make it better, you know? Yeah.
2: Uh, sealing minus five, the later you get into a campaign, the better this gets, right? Because some, most of the time, you're putting cultists in, you're putting more tablets in, because you know things yeah. just get harder. So yeah,
0: yeah. let's uh, let's move on though. So on in skills, so we have a uh, reprint of level zero defiance. Uh, not Silas. Uh, Jacqueline is not Silas.
1: So bad, bad news. I checked the check Warren's uh, rules sheet, and Scrying Mirror doesn't work with defiance. So defiance is just trash. As usual, yeah, not no, no yeah. much has changed.
0: Uh, we also have, uh, at continuing, uh, finishing off this cycle, we have upgraded guts. So we have uh, level two guts, which is now a mystic card, still a skill, has three willpower symbols on it. It's innate and developed, max one committed per skill test. If this test is successful, draw one card, two cards instead if it succeeds by two or more. So same pattern as the other ones. It gains a third symbol, and if you succeed by two, you get a second card off of it. Uh, yeah, pr- pretty cool if you're great. if you're playing guts probably upgrade it to this. yeah if you can um, yeah if you're if you're a mystic that is, already has like super high will to the point where you don't really need to commit stuff unless you're like an expert then probably don't play it like just for the draw or maybe I don't know but play it and commit it to other people maybe it's it's still a pretty good card. yeah
2: yeah, yeah for sure uh, last, last card. card. Is prescient. It is a uh, level zero skill card. It is uh, commits for one will. Uh, practiced in augury. Max one committed per skill test. So that's how you know it's good. Uh, after you commit prescient to a skill test, name even, odd, or symbol. After this test ends, if a chaos token of the name type was revealed during this test, you may return a spell card from your discard pile to your hand. Potentially very powerful effect, but again, math. <laughs> yeah. You gotta do math. Oh, well, this one's not as much math. This is just counting
1: the tokens in the bag. Uh, that's, I mean, that's well,
0: that's that's mostly all that uh, crystal pendulum is too. I really, I really hate that they introduced this new word "symbol" to to <laughs> mean like non-numeric tokens because I love how on a million cards they have like carefully listed out all of them using little <laughs> pictures. It's like they could they could have done this the whole time. I mean, I guess this includes elder sign, which the other one
2: for elder yet. sign and for Enzimith, I think that symbol would also include. Yeah, the blessing. Oh, interesting, very interesting. Yeah. So this gets better the more symbols that are in the deck, regardless what they are. Um, I,
0: th- I think even if you were sure you were going to pick the right thing, I still wouldn't play this that much, just because it, you don't really need to get a spell back. Like if you get back something like shriveling, you have to like pay money to play it again. Why not just like recharge instead or something, you know? And if you're gonna get back like a award like I guess that would be nice, but like. Do you really need a third one that only works if you manage to guess the right
2: thing on this? Like, eh, just, just well, play, it. Thing, like- play it. This is the thing with Scrying Mirroring. You play it with um, Jacqueline. Yeah. If, if you're really looking to... I wasn't really necessarily looking for this for assets, but, like, for spells. Like, if you want to get back... Sometimes, it like, I had a situation where you get back... Where you get back your uh, your razor blade of, of Mystical Doom... Or uh, you 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 get back a ward even is fine like a ward level two is kind of fine if if you already have your scrying mirror going and you can just call what it would will be anyway pretty good value yeah
1: Yeah, using combining with other cards in this with token manipulation or being able to predict the token ahead of time yeah it's solid but if you're not running that stuff it's not it's not good
0: yeah I mean even still like you're using up a mirror charge to get like one card.
1: I don't know, well, maybe.
2: it's like you, you're probably going to use that mirror charge anyway. Uh, and then yeah. So you use, you but that's kind of compounds, right? Because you want to you wanna get the most... And so if you're like helping a friend with a test, and you get to do a prescient, and you get to, to name the right symbol on... on uh, or, or the right uh, number on your pendulum, it, it just kind of like stacks. It kind of like the valuing uh, gets better. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe I
1: mean, Dan, Dan doesn't like resourceful, so this is basically Mystic resourceful. So. I've I played resourceful
0: occasionally. Like you have to have a pretty good reason to do it. And that, I, I played it when it was like I really think I wish I had like four
2: waylays on my deck. You know? Yeah, um, exactly. Well, that's the that's the thing because like some of these events. Y-
0: yeah, but, like, but you know what? I, I I did not actually need more than two waylays on my deck at that time.
1: So <laughs> so. Do you mind, this also helps with like there's a lot, often encounter cards that might trash your assets or trash cards just off top of your deck. So this could be. Really- a little bit of extra protection for like getting an important spell back. Yeah, but you're you're a mystic. You can just pass all the treacheries.
2: Also, Dexter, right? Dexter trashes his things to get other things in for cheaper and faster, so you can get those back with this.
1: Yeah, it might allow you to play slightly less asset cards and maybe more of other cards or something. I don't know. I do I like it's I do like the art. It's, it's like the a art. good it's like a good Jacqueline art. That's kind of cool. It is good Jacqueline art. I don't know why they didn't use this for her main art. Um, yeah, this honestly that. is this would have been <laughs> here
0: for that probably, but uh, anything more to say about the last card from this whole series of cards that we've talked so much about? No, nope. we
2: did it. We wow. did it. Got <laughs> there. We're done. So we we finally reached all of the player the player cards in the packs. We're going to be coming back to the uh, the actual investigators themselves. We're going to be doing a whole episode on uh, kind of analyzing them, their strengths, weaknesses, things like that. How did you guys feel about these player cards? I mean, there were, there were tons. We love having you guys here to be with us reviewing these cards. Let us know your thoughts. Reach, us out, reach out to us on Facebook, wherever you listen to podcasts. Email us at comments at mur.fm. We also did want to take a second to let you know that we do have a Patreon. If you want to lend a hand uh, to help support the cast, consider donating to it, and we'll throw the link in the description. Uh, include it in the YouTube for those watching later. With that said, uh, thanks everybody for listening tonight and for all the previous weeks. It's been cool having you guys here, and we'll catch you next time.
0: Bye. Bye.